Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and the ghostly goblin over there, Tim Buck, too. What's up, boys? <laughs> goblin. Goblin, lots of dick over there. <laughs> That's why his voice was so deep. <laughs> that throat action. Dude, that intro gets me, like, hard. Ready to I go. love it. I think that might be the new Talking About Balls permanent intro, honestly. It's Halloween, but uh, I'll have Dave edit it. Our Dave, not Redline Dave, is great. He was actually just here, Redline Dave. But <clears throat> our friend Dave, I want to give him props right off the rip. He made that intro video for us. He'll um, never see this, but he yeah, did he, that. He'll never, ever know that we talked about it. But I just want to make myself feel better. Sure. To thank him. Absolutely. It was, it was well done. I mean, it's it's beautiful. For, I love it. Could you imagine if he had some time to do it? Like, what it looked like? He'd probably do that together in like 30 minutes. Just about. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. It was like I text him after my first break at work and before lunch. He sent me the video and I'm like, sold, yeah. done. This is all I needed. Yeah. What's up, Robert? What's up? All right. Well, let's get right into it. The Browns finally won. It's been long overdue. Holy shit. Um, the crazy thing is, except for the New England game, you've had every game just about this year where you're on the cusp of winning. Yeah. And you've been just heartbroken just about. You've had the onside recovery the the defensive meltdown against the jets uh you had a defensive meltdown against the falcons you had a missed field goal against the <clears throat> excuse me against the chargers um the ravens you had missed field goals shitty uh penalties called by the referees so many different ways to just get screwed out of wins um to finally get one and to win in a dominant fashion, honestly. I mean, the scoreboard, what was the score? 35 to 13 was the final? Yeah, 34, 35, yeah, 13. Yeah, Something was, like that. Yeah. Um, I noticed that, that score at the end, those touches at the end were just kind of like whatever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to say the score really, on, on, on paper, when you read the score, seems like the game was even kind of close, even though the score was still, again, yeah, 32 to 13, sorry. Um, a 19-point win, and it it never felt close, honestly. No, I mean, that Never was a, a complete game from start to finish, both offense and defense. And that's two weeks. Well, it was a little bit of a late start. It, well, it, uh, yeah, I get it. Second quarter. I think we were, it was 0-0 end of the first quarter. He was just feel, feeling out the defense. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm more impressed by the Browns that they were able to put up 32 points in three quarters. Because, I mean, the first quarter, I thought, shit, we have a, this is going to be a defensive battle. This is going to yeah. be like a nine to six game field goals kind of shit. And the Browns woke up. That's two weeks in a row that defense, though, has done what it's supposed to do. It's starting to make me wonder that the defense may have figured itself out a little later in the season than it did last year. Yeah. Because if you remember last year, the first few weeks of the season, um, <laughs> oh, what happened, Mike? Mike, it was a little, we were a little <laughs> not sober that night. So, yeah. You mean to tell me Mike Mike had a little too much to drink, huh? It was a, well, you mixed Halloween trick-or-treat. You have adult beverages while you're walking around. It's it's. It's not good. I, I think I did four fireball shots in a row with people who came up and got candy. Like, yeah, I'll do fireball. Okay, I'll do fire. Okay, I'll, okay. I mean, I loved that it was a, a Monday night game on Halloween night. Yeah. It, was, it was exciting. It, it was, was really perfect. fun. Yeah, I got nice and drunk myself. Um, I remember the game though because I was coherent. Oh, um, were you so responsible? I, know. I made Tara drive me home from our from our <laughs> friends, but I was still coherent. Um, but yeah, the defense. Huge I, win. The defense, the uh, the corners are again two weeks in a row. They did their job, and this is without Denzel Ward. And I'm loving the fact that our we're not rushing full on blitzes. The front four getting to the quarterback and putting pressure on the quarterback, right? Which is making the corners' job easier. Yeah, um, and that's what this defense is built to do. And yeah, now we're into what it was week seven when that kind of clicked a little bit. Yeah, I'm hoping that stays after the bye week. But I'm 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 liking what I see. If I remember correctly, last year I think it was, um. 
it took about the, a month. I think it was like week four or something like that. The defense yeah. really clicked and figured it out. And yeah, I agree. Uh, Martin Emerson's playing fantastic. Um, again, we did all this without Denzel Ward. Martin Emerson is grading high as fuck in pro football focus as one of the highest graded corners, let alone highest graded rookies, because he's doing a great job. As a third round pick, I'm ecstatic for that. I remember when we took him, I was a little questionable about the pick because at the time we still had Troy Hill. So I was like, why did we just waste our first draft pick of the year on a potential fourth string corner, maybe? And now I understand the the Andrew Berry thought process, and it works out because he's a hell of a corner. Uh, it is crazy to think that he has a third round pick, right? And he's competing up there with some of the better corners as rookies, especially. You've got uh, his name slips my mind, but there's the kid in New England who's having a really good rookie season. If anybody knows it, feel free to put it in the comments. Uh, the corner, and then you have Sauce Gardner, and right there with them all is uh, Martin Emerson, a third round pick, a guy that, you know, I'll be honest. I don't, I didn't know much about him coming out. Mm -hmm. I just saw him as a corner prospect, but I really didn't think corner was a focus on the Browns. So personally, I didn't study them much this off season. Um, Deion Jones is actually working out pretty well too. And that was another sack, thing. I actually, I think six tackles. I got into a little bit of a, a friendly debate with, with a, a friend uh, over that. I said, did Deion Jones, the defense has played best since he started playing. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that has nothing to do with him. And I'm like, well, He's the play caller. Yeah. And then instead of going like, hey, you got a point. They're like, well, he he has the green dot, but so does John Johnson because you're they have two guys on defense wearing it. I'm like, yeah, but Deion Jones is clearly the play caller. Like the linebacker was the play caller. It was Anthony Walker. Then yep. it was Jordan Phillips. Yep. Now it's Deion Jones. Two weeks in a row with Deion Jones leading the pack. Defenses look fantastic. I mean, yeah, it's taken them, you know, took them a while to get the playbook under, you know, to understand what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Taki Taki played a hell of a game too. Yeah, good call out. Yeah, um, he looked great. He, he, Taki Taki's a guy who... That's just a combination. Everyone on defense is doing what they're supposed to do. And that's the key to a really good defense is when you have... Don't get me wrong. Miles Garrett looked fantastic. Looked phenomenal out there. It's a little, uh, little thriller dance. I love that. That was so great. Burrow, yeah. But you have your your star player, Miles Garrett, easily best player on the team, uh, You know, right up there with Nick Chubb, both of them, one and two, whatever order you want. Um Miles Garrett played great, but you have these guys that aren't household names on Monday Night Football balling out. I love to see it. Taki Taki, especially as a guy who's in his fourth year, if I'm not mistaken. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas had a good Isaiah game. Isaiah Thomas is yeah. a guy where they're going, this is the Browns, what, seventh round pick, I think yep. he was, getting sacks, making plays, making huge plays. Um, you just love to see it. And, and Martin Emerson, even again, a third round rookie. He had like four or five tackles that game too. Emerson, going up yeah. against, yeah, and he's going up against, don't get me wrong, I know Jamar Chase wasn't there. Game could have been totally different if Jamar plays. Chase plays, I understand that. Martin Emerson held his own against T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and those are not bad. They're not, they're not laughable receivers. They're pretty good, especially they're more Burrow than likely ones or twos on any yeah. other team in the league. So the fact that he held his own against them, Joe Burrow looked terrible. That offensive line of the Bengals looked like shit. Um, I said it last year during the Super Bowl. I, I remember you were there. We did the Super Bowl show, yeah. and I was talking with Angel of Broad Street South, and he was hyping up Zach Taylor, and I kind of interrupted, and I'm like, I think Zach Taylor sucks as a coach. I think he they fluked their way into the playoffs. The Bengals are going to give him a huge extension because he got them to the Super Bowl. But I think he could also be in a really short leash. And sure enough, this next season, is it a, is it a, the, the over the hangover from the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl loss? hangover? Cause that's a thing for the losing team. They tend to go on to have bad seasons, but I kind of look at it as just, <clears throat> this is the real Bengals mm -hmm. in my opinion. Well, he was one of the coaches I think we talked about when we said who's on the hot seat this year, possibly. And I think people might laugh at it at the beginning of the season, but we, I think we both agreed that Taylor was going to be on the, not a hot seat, he's, but a warm seat at least. For because, me, I would say he's a 2024 hot seat candidate. I think yeah. because he took him to the Super Bowl, he's, he's going to get the rest of this year, no matter what. Right. Um, 
even if the wheels fall off, I mean, what do they have? Three wins or something like that this year, give or take. Yeah. Whatever it is, let's let, let's say they end the year like five and twelve or something like that. It's disgusting for them, a Super Bowl uh team a year ago. Then I think he really does go on the hot seat in that mm-hmm. situation. Um, but really, I, I mean, this is everything I kind of predicted about the Bengals going into the season. They're a pass happy offense. They do not run the ball. I think Joe Mixon had 10 rushes. Um for 32 yards. <clears throat> yeah. Had defense. Nothing. I mean, that's a really, really good running back. So I don't know if that's a testament to the Browns defense or if that's more so the shitty run game of Cincinnati. But either way, Cincinnati is a one-dimensional team and you take away their best weapon because he didn't have Jamar Chase. Yep. That's what you get. That offensive line still sucks. Um, yeah, there was really... We had, what, six, six sacks? Was it six? I think we had six. Five and a half team, or six yeah. total, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, this is everything we all knew was going to happen. They, The Bengals, quote-unquote, upgraded their line in the offseason. That's the upgrade. What was that famous quote the guy said when he got signed to the Bengals? Like, you got a new sheriff or a bodyguard in town or some, yeah, some something crap like, like Joe that. Burrow's got a new bodyguard or something yeah. like that. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm sure. Oh my God, the Bengals just keep getting better. Look at all this talent. And now they have an offensive line and they fucking suck. They're, they're a very average team, very beatable team. Not um, to slide off a tangent too much, but did you see the Miles Garrett Halloween decorations this year? Oh, he went all out with Stranger <sighs> Things. It looks amazing. Dude, that's, I mean, he shows up as Vecna at, as the, uh, at the game. That was amazing. See, well, I'm peeling back the curtain here for all you fans at home. Before this started, we were talking about the Powerball yesterday, or before the show, the Powerball's tomorrow. Well, tonight, technically, right? It, it draws tonight. It draws tonight. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the Powerball, and we're saying if you win the lottery, what are you going to do? And Kyle's like, I might still work. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, yeah. Just set up <laughs> fucking Halloween decorations all year or whatever. Like, you have all the time in the world. If you like, you'll be richer than Miles Garrett. You could have such a better setup. You could literally spend a year just decorating your house and every year have a whole new just theme. Have an amazing theme going. That on. could be your thing. Instead of going to work, you could just you could be making Excel spreadsheets for Halloween decorations. I just I, think lo- I just love idea. all the quarterbacks he had tied up in the front, like the chains and everything. And I, I, I think uh, um, Baker made it on there, I believe. But I think that's all the quarterbacks he sacked so far this year, right? I think that was the theme. Oh uh, yeah, last year it was all the quarterbacks. What what's happening right now? Kyle we are winning quit. Kyle we quit. Winning. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's saying Kyle. Oh, you guys are winning the Powerball. Is he in oh. it with you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that yeah, he's sense. in it too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. We are winning. Okay, I'm like, what? The, what did I quit? I didn't quit anything. I thought he was like talking about the Browns, and I'm like, this game already <laughs> happened. What? Did, yeah, good, good call. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So no, I mean, just just so here's the thing. If we were just talking about what two three weeks ago, uh, Joe Woods needs to go. Fire him. Something. Yeah, I mean, Something needs to change. My bold prediction last week was going to be that one of the coordinators gets fired. And I'm not going to lie to you, Mike Prefer, Joe Woods is saving his ass. Mike Prefer still in the hot seat. We had a blocked field goal again. I mean, some of these things are inexcusable. We have to figure this shit out. Other than that, uh, the special teams was, was fabulous. Yeah. And, and it's not like Joe Woods is calling a different defense. No. I said in the beginning, too, it, it's not like I think Joe Woods is a horrible coordinator. He's shown that he can have a successful defense. Last year, we were a top 10 defense. I, I know he can do it again. My issue with this year, though, was the positioning of the players. And I was thinking, we'll never know. Is it the player's fault? Right. Was this, guys just don't know the defense. Guys are out of place. We're missing tackles. They weren't playing well. It was execution. Right. And the same can be said. I mean, I, I use this defense for Kevin Stefanski. Same thing can be said for Joe Woods. Kevin Stefanski runs a really great offense. We're a top 10 offense still. With Jacoby, remember, Brissett. don't defend him. You said you wouldn't do it until we got a Watson. No, because nobody okay. had anything bad to say about him this week, so I don't have to defend him. Um, well, yeah, because Chubb ran the ball twenty three times. Yeah, and when we run which, the ball with Chubb over twenty times, we win games. That's my favorite stat because, like, I know you're laughing because you know what, what's coming. <laughs> it's already been debunked by people that are like, "Well, no shit, he rushes more and wins." You're winning. They're running the clock out. 
That's no fucking shit. Have you just, guys ever I just played football had to get ever? it out there? That's why I love Yet when again, people started using that. Prove, prove those people right. Because there was another stat somebody brought up that said Kansas City's 10 and 1 when they rush the ball 25 more times. So they're like, so I guess Kansas City should take the ball out of Mahomes' hands because that's a good record. Yes. And then everyone goes, it's because they're winning. They're going to run the ball more because they're just killing clock. I'll even give you one bigger John Madden stat. Um, when you score more points than the other team, you always win. Just throwing it out That's there. Fair. Tough acting to Nacton. <laughs> I love those commercials. Rest in peace, coach. <laughs> he was the man. I love John Madden. Um, but yeah, great win. I, I mean, I, I brought up Jacoby Brissett. I made some notes here. Obviously, the defense, number one, uh, did all that against a really good offense in Cincinnati, which the week before, most people in the NFL said this is the best offense in football. Again, without Jamar Chase, come to Cleveland, shut them the fuck down. Yep. And on top of that, without JOK. And I didn't that. even mention him. Without Denzel Ward was the main guy. He was, I late, he was a late scratch, too. Was that was that health, or was that a... It wasn't a healthy scratch, was it? I don't think so. I feel like I would have seen something. I, there must have been an injury. Yeah. Because I feel like if it was a healthy scratch, that would have been a huge story that like, I've I know heard that nothing he was about. having some, like... Wasn't he have, like, a groin issue, like, a week ago or something like yeah, that? He got Even hurt. for last game, he was yeah, having an issue. Yeah, he got hurt a little... A few weeks ago, he had a groin injury that took him out against... Was it the Patriots? I don't remember exactly, but I know he did have an injury. Hamstring. Uh, yeah, it was Is a hamstring true? thing, but I didn't know that he was in danger of missing the game until yeah. we listed the inactives, and that's when I texted you right away. I'm like, why the fuck is JOK inactive? I didn't even realize this could have been a thing. Right. So no JOK, no no Ward, and our defense still stepped up. Now imagine both those guys back after the bye week, which I assume, knock on wood, we'll get him back after the bye week. You hope. I mean, JOK, like, again, I didn't even realize he would miss, so he's something that was a shot he's not someone i think um, would do something stupid to get scratched for healthy i mean I'd be... denzel ward i'm starting to get worried about yeah he's on concussion protocol this is his third concussion if i'm not mistaken as a pro that mm-hmm. we know about um he's been in concussion protocol for what three weeks now dude's got a stop. long time he's got to stop leading with the head when he tackles people he's a hard hitter but you gotta stop doing that man i mean it's it's another one or two and i mean he might have to retire that's that's my fear too is like i'm selfish because i'm a browns fan I'll, obviously i'm you know Kudos to him for in his health. Andrew Luck retired young. Um, I'd be worried about something like that. That yeah. we have this corner piece. Denzel Ward gave him a huge contract. Obviously, if he retires, the money comes back. It is what it is. But I want I want that talent on the team. Well, we I don't want to risk Denzel Ward we having signed to retire. Hayden for a day. Can we extend that Hayden contract out? It's very possible. <laughs> I mean, let him get a couple of concussions or something like yeah, that. Fuck him. He's on the it. end of his career anyway. So so I mean, it's definitely scary about Denzel Ward. Uh, that's. Not we got good. we got Miami after the bye week, so and we Miami, do. Uh, we'll get to it too. But Miami got loaded. Yeah, Miami. Miami's making some moves. They're not fucking around trying to win a championship there with old uh, Mike McDaniel. Uh, but as I was getting into, I, I credited the defense and I made a note. I really wanted to credit Jacoby. Oh, good game. Good really game. wanted to credit Jacoby Brissett. He was, for what it's worth, I don't believe in these weird made-up ESPN stats. I like actual stats. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck about QBR. I remember when Baker, I would try to tell people Baker sucked, and they'd be like, well, he's got one of the best QBRs in football. I'm like, Isn't QBR made up ESPN stat? It is. It's oh, a made up yeah. stat where they just like come up with their own little formula to like grade a player, but it doesn't reflect because as you can see, Baker Mayfield sucks. Told you guys this for a long time. So shove your QBR for Baker right up your dick hole. I don't care. Um, with that being said, though, Jacoby Brissett had the highest rated next gen passing game for Monday Night Football. I don't know if it was this season or since they started doing it, I don't remember exactly, but he was like the highest graded next gen quarterback. Um, a made up thing, mm-hmm. made up stat. Sure. But cool that Jacoby Brissett won it for a guy who, when we initially got him and when, when the Watson suspension came out, I said this last week, everybody wanted Jimmy G They They were pissed. We got rid of Baker. They still wanted somebody else. Jacoby Brissett sucks. He's a bum. 
He's leading a top 10 offense, and he's doing it exactly how I said he would have to do it. Mm -hmm. Going into the season, I told everybody, don't ask for too much out of Jacoby Brissett, and he has exceeded what I thought was possible, honestly. Well, it just goes to show you, and we saw this with Baker, uh, Kevin Stefanski puts you in the right position to make you do good things. Yeah. He doesn't put you in position to fail. He doesn't make you make bad bad throws. And and add that on top of what Jacoby is. He's already a very intelligent quarterback. He's very smart, very tough. That's, he's held that's on to the thing, too. He, he, does like, get, he does get yelled at sometimes. He's probably holding the ball out a little bit too much sure, sometimes. Sure, making some dumb decisions. But I he's mean, not he making interceptions. He's not throwing interceptions. You know? uh, he is. He's got not as many as you thought you know, I think he he's could. got seven touchdowns and five interceptions this that's year. That's okay. We're still, but mo- I mean, he had three of them against New England. So, yeah. I mean, there's more than half and, of his and interceptions And the other two, the and, and at least two more of those were, one of them at least was in late game. Um, beginning of the year, I think the second game of the season. Two. He had a late game against the Jets, a late game against the Falcons. Yeah, so three against the Patriots. Desperation throws. You're trying and to get the ball. I take the that field. back. And he must have six because then he had one on Monday. Yeah. So those are desperation, trying to get the ball down the field quickly, making mistakes. Right. What happened? On, what happened that I didn't see it exactly, but did he get hit and he fumbled the ball and looked like an interception? What was that? No. So what happened was he wasn't credited for an interception. Really? Yeah. His stat line had no interceptions that night. Interesting. Then maybe he only does have five interceptions. It was definitely him trying to throw the ball to Kareem Hunt. They might count it as a fumble because he had three guys wrapped around him. Um, but to the naked eye, I mean, that looked like an interception to me. What happened was Kareem yeah, Hunt. No, no interceptions. One they gave him a no fumble one. on that. Okay. Yeah. Then I guess he does have five interceptions. Um, but he was, he dropped back. Kareem Hunt missed the sack or missed the block. And they swarmed on Jacoby Brissett. He saw Kareem Hunt turn around like a screenplay almost, and he was waiting for the ball. And Jacoby was like, fuck, if I can get him this ball, green grass. So he tries to pull the ball up, and he's got three guys around him, and he like gets it, and fucking ball just goes flying forward. Shot put it to the thing? Is that Essentially. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's why I thought it was an interception. I didn't I didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't fumble. credit it for it. That's what I thought it was, too. I just saw the last part of that play, but I didn't watch the replay or anything. So Yeah, I didn't even know that, so that's a good catch by you. I would have never looked at the stat sheet. But um, um, Well, yeah. no, I know the interception by Cooper, too, but Jacoby Brissett had that turnover. I just thought it was ruled an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amari Cooper play, <laughs> terrible. I mean, what the fuck were you thinking, Amari? You know, Stefanski just th- throws a dice and says, ah, let's go with that one. <laughs> I mean, in Stefanski's defense, David Bell was wide open. Yeah. That's a walk-in touchdown if Amari Cooper can put a little bit of ass on that ball. If he's, that was he's Jarvis no Landry. Jarvis Landry. Yeah, <laughs> if that was Jarvis Landry, that's a touchdown. Um, but unfortunately, Jarvis Landry is on another team and not doing anything there either. So, Browns fans, again, when I told you guys to move on, you should have listened. This guy right here knows a thing or two. Okay. Okay. I won't okay. steer you wrong. Um, fun, another fun fact, which I'm sure you saw, Jacoby, uh, I think, ranked nine uh, for total passing yards for the year. Yeah, he's ahead of uh, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, yeah, Matthew eight, Stafford. 1,900 yards this year. Yeah. Record scratch. I love that. that record scratch. I, that is interesting. Uh, another fun fact, uh, because of Kyle's sarcasm when i was giving myself props which i do all the time i just want to let you guys know fun fact i'm only two games oh, behind Jesus. now in the weekly picks i was gonna t- i was gonna brag later he's still behind though but because so of that little sass i told everybody that this was a slow build i'm just making my comeback i wanted kyle to feel like he had a chance for most of the season i made some i made some risky picks last week that's not happening here we, this week. Here we are at about the halfway point i got the I picks locked in this behind. week i got the picks locked in this week don't worry about it i'm fine we shall see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to just credit Jacoby Brissett because again, he's doing things that um, this is what's really funny to me for the run the ball crowd, run the ball. He sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, Steve, that'll never happen. Honest to God. No, I'm, I'm my biggest fan. Trust me. <laughs> um, but 
Uh, no, never. For the run the ball crowd. I'm just deaf to it now. I mean, I catch a, a little things here and there, but I just let it go because I'm okay with it. The first year I knew Justin, I was like, this guy's fucking annoying. Now it's just like, that's yeah, just Justin. Let's just see who I am as a person. I, I, I always tell that to people. I'm like the, the sassiness and the shit talking you get on the show. That's me in real life. I don't change. That's who he is. I really act like this all the time. So I, I am surprised if, people if do you want throw to be anything at Justin. He'll, he'll research it 20 times over and come back to you with like a bullet point stat sheet. Of why you're wrong. I don't go into arguments with empty barrels. You know what I mean? I'm fully loaded, ready to roll. Um, you, see, you you watch The Office. You know the Michael Scott episode or the episode where Michael Scott has a debate with uh, Oscar? Yes. And he like doesn't take it serious. And he's like, oh, California, California. And he's like making jokes. I would be like Oscar where I'm going to research every fucking thing. And I'm like. Michael won that debate at the end. He, he got everyone on his side. Boom. Debate won. Yeah, that's true. If you just get anybody <laughs> on your side, it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. If you that, can that's just, the whole point of it. It's like you don't care if you have like the truth. If you get people on your side, the audience, I know you what win. the truth is. And that's all that matters. <laughs> but uh, but for the run the ball crowd out there with Jacoby Brissett. Hold on. I got to see through. That's how? Oh, no shit. You have Jacoby Brissett making these great passes. Yes. The, the deep balls to Amari Cooper. Uh, just his stat line in general. He was hitting that everybody. That pass to Cooper was pretty nice. That it was great. Very it nice. was incredible. And that was, again, a great throw by Jacoby Brissett. And you have people that are like, they need to focus on running the ball. Our passing game sucks. Just give it to Chubb. Give it to Chubb. And then they, they're the same ones that get up and cheer when uh, Jacoby Brissett makes a deep ball like that. He's a good quarterback, guys. Stop trying to take the ball out of his hands. We're not asking him to throw the ball 50 times a game. But let him throw. Stop being afraid. He's better than Baker. You're allowed to say that now, guys. You're allowed to accept it. Some people don't accept it, though. I, which is baffling to me. There's people that are still. I saw a guy today complaining on Twitter saying that, like, we should have kept Baker. Brissett's a shitty quarterback. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck do people watch? I love the fact that Barry came out today and or yesterday and kind of squadooshed the uh yeah, there's De- no Dece- chance December Watson's 4th, not December playing. 4th, Watson starting quarterback. Yeah, there's no debate. That's why I, I can't Jacoby's fans even bring And that Jacoby's up. on board with that. Like, he gets what he is it's and who he is. the best situation for Jacoby Brissett if he can continue to play well for the next— He's going to get paid next year. He can go somewhere and get, like, a potential starting quarterback position. What does he have left? He'll have three games left. It's yeah. going to be Miami, Buffalo, Tampa. At least Woof. two of those. At least two of those are winnable. Potentially one of them. Yeah, no question about it. Buffalo, no chance, but the other two for sure. Yeah. Watch um, it flip flop and Buffalo's only team we beat. I would love that. I fuck <laughs> Buffalo. I don't care. I was just there. Fuck them and their fans. Um, but he's doing a, a something great for himself. And I hope his his success continues for these last three games because he's setting himself up to just be paid next year. It's gonna yep. be great. Um Who on top of that, go to Carolina. <laughs> he might. I mean, they're fucking desperate at this point. I don't expect um What's his face? The the rookie that they just drafted. I can't remember his name. Uh, the kid out of Old Miss. Oh, I just don't remember Matt his name. Corral? Yeah, Matt Corral. Uh, I, I don't really think that the next regime coming in because they shit-canned everybody is going to be invested in Matt Corral. They're going to want to start fresh. Sam Darnold, gone. Baker, gone. P.J. Walker, maybe they stick with him, but, I mean, it could be a landing spot for Jacoby Brissett. No question. Baker ends up back in Cleveland as a backup. No, that ain't it. They wouldn't even offer, even if he, he'll he call and ask, and they're going to say, no, 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 we're good, dude. Denied. No fucking chance. Well-timed, Tim. Well-timed. And then um, I joke with my buddies who are Jets fans. I always say that Jacoby's going to be their starter next year because Zach Wilson fucking blows. That guy sucks. I, I still think, unfortunately, I, I like Jacoby, but I think you need, you need the right coach to bring 100%, the most no out question. of Jacoby. And that's Kevin Stefanski well, showing so that he pumped. knows I'm so what excited to do with to quarterbacks. What, what he does with Watson, like the offense that he has drawn up for Watson, that he's just probably salivating to unleash 
and let go because yeah. some of those passes that Jacoby's been making to uh, Cooper, Cooper's had to step back a couple times to get them. I honestly think with Watson, those are walk-ins to the end zone. Yeah, no, there's been plenty of throws where I'm like, fuck, like a guy fell down, had to die for a ball, something yeah. like that, yeah. where like you said, yeah, Watson's going to put that shit on a dime, touchdown city. And there's times where Jacoby, you see him unload and he'll underthrow a ball, shit yeah. like that. Like Deshaun's going to make a little quicker decision. He's going to hit these guys in stride and it's going to yeah. be beautiful. Um, and I mean, I said it last week. I've said it a million times. It's my favorite thing to say about Stefanski is he made Baker Mayfield a hot debate on if he's a real uh, a franchise quarterback or not. So, um, or the NFL next year? Yeah, he's already out this year. It's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I told you, you and I talked about it last week. I think they're Carolina's just doing this. It's a business decision. They benched Baker because they don't want to give up a higher draft pick to the Browns. They know their season means nothing. Um. They had a fire sale. They traded McCaffrey. They traded traded Robbie Anderson. I'm shocked DJ Moore didn't get traded. More people on defense didn't get traded. Um, but they're benching Baker just because if Baker plays a certain percentage of snaps, the Browns get a fourth-round pick. If he doesn't, they get a fifth-round pick, I think it was. Um, so that's a business decision to bench him. Don't get me wrong. He does suck, but it's it's a business decision. Yeah. Um, with that being said, the trade deadline came and went. Kareem Hunt still on the team. What a very interesting trade deadline last like the last couple hours of the trade. Woof. Some interesting there trades. Was, there was one story from Barry where he said that they were really, really close to one trade. Wouldn't obviously specify on who or whatever. Um, but he said they were really close on one trade, just couldn't agree. A lot of people think it was Brandon Cooks. I think so too. And because the rumor was uh that Houston got a lot of offers. Um they couldn't agree to how much they were going to pay of his contract because he's owed like 18 million or something like that. It's a really big contract for him. Um, but the rumor was teams couldn't agree on how much the Houston Texans would eat of that contract. And they held on to him. Apparently though, they probably, I think they told him we're going to move you to a better situation because he went off on Twitter right after and was like, I'm done biting my fucking tongue. Like this is, you guys lied to me, et cetera. Can you still make um, trades after the trade deadline? It's been done before, right? Like you can, can't you make, no, is in it, baseball what? you can in baseball. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was mixing the two. Up. <coughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Baseball. I think, no, there, you can't. Isn't there a sport? Is it, it is baseball. Yeah. You can make trades after the trade deadline, still make moves. Okay. Yeah. There's some weird shit that goes on with that, but NFL, no, there, there's a strict, but they do change to where now any player it gets released has to go through waivers. Yeah. I did see, I did see his Twitter, uh, his Twitter post though. Yeah. He went off and apparently he probably, got, Watson, he probably got told that he was going to be moved. That's and I why think that's practice. what happened. Yeah. And he, he told them like, I don't want to be here for a rebuild. I'm an aging player. I don't want to waste my best years on this shitty team. And they probably said, okay, we understand that we respect you. We'll get you somewhere else. And they did nothing. He's still on the team. Yeah. So I'm more of Watson. Um, <clears throat> well, Watson commented about it and doubled down. He, he, he stuck up for Brandon Cook. So that's what makes me really think that he was coming to Cleveland because Watson probably reached out and Cooks was like, dude, I thought I was coming to play with you. And he was, they were both probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and they're pissed at the Texans. Well, another reason he pissed off at the Texans, right. I guess, right? Except for the NFL. The, the NFL doesn't care about the Texans and doesn't punish <laughs> them for anything. Um, that's any team in Houston, by the way. Just true, true. <laughs> but uh, nothing done with the Browns. Everybody stayed pat. Uh, I'm okay with that. Didn't really think there was anybody flashy out there that we could have used. Uh, some of the guys that did get moved, though, I made a note. TJ Hawkinson traded to the Vikings for a second-round pick. Good for him. We needed a tight end because David Njoku's hurt, but not for a second-round pick. There's no, no way Andrew Barry's doing that for, for TJ Hawkinson. Um, Bradley Chubb traded to Miami for a first-round pick and, and a bunch of shit. They have successfully gotten rid of all those first-round picks now that they traded away for uh, Lance. Yeah. 
Um, and they went, they turn it into Waddle. They turn it into, um, yeah, Chubb and um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yep. That's a hell of a good use of trades. Absolutely. I mean, Miami, again, they're they're not fucking around. They're going all in. No, no. Uh, what, what I think is going to end up hurting them in the long run, though, is that they're trading all these draft picks for pretty decent contracts. You got to pay these guys. Like Tyreek Hill got paid. Uh, Bradley Chubb, the reason he got traded is because he's going to be a free agent and Denver doesn't want to pay him. So he's going to get a huge contract when he goes when he next season. Assuming, I mean, you, you gave up a first-round pick. Miami is going to give him a huge contract. So there's another guy to pay. You have uh, Tua is in year three of his four-year rookie contract with a fifth-year extension. If he option. makes it there, he might die before that. I mean, him and Denzel Ward alone, they might have to, they might be <laughs> donating the brain to science way sooner than other people. Um, but you have, the Dolphins aren't fucking around. And, and But the, the problem is, again, is they're loading up their salary cap. You're only as good as your quarterback takes you. And, and right now, Miami started off hot. And now lately, they're they're this. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what this, what that what that team is. Um, they're beatable. I can say that much. I think the Browns have a chance to beat that. No, no question about it. I mean, the dolphins do not play like a team that has it all together. Right. Uh, I do think Tua and his, I'm not saying take advantage of it. Like not don't, don't go for kill shots, but I do think he has to now play a little more protective. I think he's going to be kind of a little more hesitant to make certain plays. I want him to go after uh, miles and try to take him head on. Oh no, I I just want to see what happens. I think if he doesn't play as aggressive as he does, it makes him a very, very shitty quarter. Like he's a very average quarterback. So now that he's going to have to start playing like that for, for the longevity of his life, um, I think Browns are in good shape. Yeah, I like it. We'll too. break this game. Well, I'll break this game down next week. I forgot Kyle will not be here. I will be in sunny Vegas having some adult beverages. Are you going to have any of those beverages at the Rusty Spur Saloon by I'm, chance? I'm actually going to, you mother. Did you know that Rusty Spur Saloon has been voted <laughs> Vegas' uh, best dive bar? <laughs> How do you like that? That was a good one right there. That I was, thought you were going to do it to me. That was amazing. <laughs> Well, I read mine. You know. Oh, oh, I see. I'm sorry. We're going into it right now. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I mean, naturally. So, um, yes, I'm not going to be here next week. So I have to make sure I have my neighbors take out my trash cans to make sure the trash goes out next week. But I'm so glad that they're clean. You know how they got those trash cans clean? I called Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC. They came out. They put them on this machine. They sprayed them out. They cleaned everything, all the gunk, the smell, the the maggots that were probably in there, too. Um, give them a call today. It's 440-752-1533. 10% off your first cleaning. Uh, trust me, guys, they do a great job. Now, Kyle will be in Vegas next week, and he's going to be on Fremont Street where people zip line above you and fun things like that. And one thing that I'm kind of worried about is that somebody from a zip line could snap, like the line could snap, and they're going to fall right on Kyle. Oh, oof. and then I'll have to call Diane from Incredible Keepsakes to make me some sort of memorial shirt for Kyle. <laughs> and it's, if you go to Incredible Keepsakes, they may have t shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible Keepsakes can make it custom for you. Uh, as Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. And happy birthday, Diane. And as a circle of life lives on, if Kyle happens to perish in Vegas, we have a birthday as another life continues to go. Happy birthday, <laughs> Diane. My God, you're just out here swinging, swinging for the fences with these damn things. Well, you know, if the, that zip line breaks, something's going to get damaged. You know, who you can call to fix stuff, especially when it comes to repairs or updates around your house or, you know, your store or whatever business you own. It's Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. They will come out and take care of you. They do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, door siding, residential and commercial. Uh, give Will a call today. It's 440-731-7654. Uh, t- tell them that Team Redline sent you. And um, RIP Kyle, I guess, because I'm going to have somebody fall on my face next week. I mean, if you don't if you don't die from somebody falling off the um, zip line, there's a chance something bad could happen to you 
from over drinking. The worst part could be you piss your pants. Hopefully you make it to the toilet and hopefully Vegas calls Smith Strain Service LLC to keep those <laughs> toilets flushing. Smith Strain Service LLC is your local drain cleaning experts. They specialize in main sewer lines, bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains and downspouts. So, so much more. Family owned and operated. You can call Smith Strain Service today at 440-242-8704. So, you know when that's what's not in Vegas? I know Rusty Spurs there, but I had amazing um, lobster mac and cheese last month. We went to... Uh, Lucy Shenanigan Seafood and Steakhouse was pristine. I even had warmed up the next day. Still tasted just as great. Uh, they're located, located over at Broadview Road in Cleveland. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experiences. Join them every Friday night for karaoke and, of course, all your hometown sports games. They're going to be probably playing the Cavs games tonight, right? They're open on Wednesdays. Um, give them a call, for, uh, 216-675-0013. Now, while Kyle's in Vegas, I'll be hosting the show by myself. There are other people on the station who host shows by themselves, too. Like my boy Tim Buck, too, over there. Tim Buck Tuesdays. Tuesday night, 6 to 8. You can catch my man, Tim. He always has great guests. He's always shooting the shit. I love – he talks about everything. I learn shit that I don't know about. I mean, he had to teach me how to say spider properly. I said no cap the other day for the first time just to try that out. That was cool. I learned a lot of shit from when I listened to Tim's show. I was listening to him uh, last week. You were talking about um, who's the – we going to be all we gonna be all right? Kendrick Lamar, right? That's his name? Yep, Kendrick. Yeah, you guys are talking about Kendrick and breaking down his albums. Got me to look into some of his albums because I don't really listen to – I'm not too familiar with them, to be honest. Is Tim um, like your urban dictionary? You're just trying to learn Basically, everything? yeah. Okay. All right. I learned so much more from Tim than I can from Google. So that's why I listen to Tim Buck Tuesday every week. You can check that out. Also on Tuesdays, we have live on location with Gary Wenner, Broad Street South as well. Wednesdays, of course, you have Talking About Balls leading in. For she vibes, eight thirty to nine thirty. Check them out on Redline Radio Studio One. Um, also at Studio One, you have Lex Vegas. You have Club Pizzle. We have a new show starting there. Who's not on the board yet? I forgot his name. Dub. 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 That guy Dub is going to be the name of the show. Okay, that guy Dub, and that's going to be Thursdays in the afternoon, right? Like three to four, uh, three, something like that. I think it's yeah, three to four. Three to four. Okay, I couldn't remember the time off the top of my head, but you got a new show coming. Um, you've got Club Pizzle right after Lex Vegas. You've got Broad Street South again on Thursdays, and Money's Crazy Soundtrack on Fridays. You have Money's Crazy Mind. You have the grapevine. Sometimes, apparently, as I learned over the weekend, sometimes grape might not be on. Um, <laughs> comedy and cocktails with Jen Jen at 830 to 930 on Saturday nights. And TMI from 10 to midnight. Fourth and 15 also doing their thing with the sports. Melon Smooth, check them out for sure. Sundays, you have Kevin and Quan, Professional and professionals, 3 to 5. Medium Ratchet, 6 to 7. Steel City running late, ending the week. Talking about that horrible... <laughs> fucking team in pittsburgh Ooh. i mean they are hot garbage and i love steel city renegades has never been better for me than this year because they are fucking miserable and i love it <laughs> i just listen and laugh god damn is it funny mondays steel city renegade running lates might need some of this just therapy monday nights from seven to nine that rounds out redline radio for the week but check them out everybody's hosting a show sometimes people are here sometimes they're not that happens I've always dreamed. I want to. I want to take a vacation during the week one time. I want to see how that goes. I thought about that. I've never done it. I don't think. Just take a take a day off. No, I mean I'll go somewhere. I'll make it worth it. I don't want to just not do a show. I just, we uh, one of these times you're gonna not catch me off guard with these fucking ad reads. No, I'm really good at that. that I, was, I, I that was, plan. That was pretty good. Well timed. When I hear when I hear a trigger word, that's how my mind works. When I hear words, my brain just starts like, it's like the scene in uh uh, The Hangover where the the, the Zach Galifianakis's character is yeah. like trying to figure out the blackjack thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's what my mind does when I, when anybody talks. That's pretty much what's going on at any any given time. I'm always just I hear a word and I'm trying to mix it around. Like what can I think of that's that with this? Happens to me that, too. Exactly. Yeah. That's just that mindset. That's how yeah, I like am. The, uh, the the little symbols flying around. I hear a word and I'm like, what could make this funny? Like what could I say about that? And then I just when you said Vegas, I'm like, oh, you know what's Triggered. in Vegas? Here we go. And I, I didn't even have my sheet ready. That's just how I do it. Um, but yes, happy birthday to Diane from Incredible Keepsakes, huge sponsor of Redline Radio LLC. She makes beautiful stuff, so check it out. Would my shirt have like the wings on it, like my face and like the wings behind it? I'm hoping to get it like in the 90s in rap videos. I was going to get you airbrushed, like the huge. I'm going to get a tall yes. white tee and I'm going to airbrush you. And uh, I don't know the color scheme yet. Maybe I'll Would do the game. I'm going to play Biggie missing you. Yeah, I got to play Biggie. I'm going to get, uh, obviously, I'll be drinking out of a chalice. I'll have. Probably clouds as the background of the shirt, airbrush like clouds. I like that. Real, real, I like very that. classy, very classy, very, very, very classy. Um, so yeah, we were in the middle of talking about the trades. We got a little sidetracked there, but that's what we do. Uh, you have <laughs> speaking of oh, here you go. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they traded away one of their people, Chase Claypool. Going Chase to Claypool traded Chicago. to Chicago to give Justin Fields a little bit of an offensive boost. A little bit. It's an interesting move. Because this means, again, same thing with the Bradley Chubb trade. You traded a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Um, Tim, quick production note. You could throw up the uh, NFL one picture whenever you get a chance. No no rush. Um, Where was I? Oh, uh, second-round pick for Chase Claypool. He's going to want a huge contract. Yep. That's the issue. So now you have Chicago. What's his production numbers this year anyways? Is he even doing anything? The problem, though, with that, look, shitty quarterbacks. Yeah, it's true. Mitch Trubisky, local kid. I wanted him on the Browns at the time because we didn't have a quarterback. So I just, I would have taken anybody at that point. Um, but then you have Kenny Pickett who fucking blows. We already know that. So his numbers stink, but I think it's because of the whole team, their offense, listen to steel city running lights. I learned a lot. They fucking hate Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. They hate that guy. They, they blame Canada every week, just like the South park song. Um, so his numbers suck, but, Maybe he could be rejuvenated a little bit by Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields showed something against the Patriots. I mean, it's like he woke up like the second coming of like Ohio State. And Justin he, Fields he played was there. relatively well for the for a half against Dallas. They were going at it. I mean, it was like 28-21 at one point, and then Dallas pulled away. It's but, like there's uh, a good quarterback in there somewhere. Like he just needs some and, scheme for him, you know. I mean, he picked apart Dallas's defense, and Dallas's defense is supposed to be one of the better ones in the NFL. So that's one of those things where you're like, okay, this kid's getting better. I mean, last year was a total fluke. I said it all year. Uh, Matt Nagy, his head coach, fucking sucked. He was a horrible coach. Um, I know people disagreed with me. I think it was Mel. Mel was trying to tell me that uh, Matt Nagy's a good coach and gone. He's fired. He sucked. Um, Yet again, Justin was right. I just call it like I see it. It's not. It's not about being right for me. It's just about knowing that I. I feel like we need to have like a running. I feel uh, good knowing that behind us, every time Justin gets a prediction right, we just. Laid up on the board. Uh, that's a good idea, but then we'd lose our background because it would take up the whole thing. Because I'm set right that, all the fucking set time. Set that one up for you, didn't? Yeah, it would. Okay. Uh, it would look like a, an inmate checking off the wall every every day. When they do that in the movies, where they scratch a little a day. Uh, we got good riddance. He didn't want to be in the Berg. Don't need another Bell and Brown situation. I mean, I don't blame him. And this isn't me trying to talk shit. I think a lot of players are going to lean this way because Kenny Pickett stinks. That offense stinks. You have no offensive line. Najee Harris, first round pick. Looks like Trent Richardson this year. Uh, the quarterback situation's shitty. Uh, Pickens looks like he has a little bit of a chemistry with Kenny Pickett, but not enough to where it's like it's not scaring defenses by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I could see a lot of people not wanting to be in Pittsburgh anymore because they're a sinking ship. 
I could 100% think that Chase Claypool's not going to be the only guy that wants out of Pittsburgh. Is Tomlin, Tomlin next to go? I don't know. That's a, I mean, honestly, for me, if I'm the owner, I have to look at who was responsible for drafting Kenny Pickett, assuming Kenny Pickett is going to remain being a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, if, if Mike Tomlin was pounding the table saying, give me this kid, or if he was sitting there going, I don't want this fucking dude, do not draft him, and they did it anyway, then I say Mike Tomlin should be safe because that's not his fault. Right. He was dealt the hand that he's given. If there was a mixed a general consensus from both of them, they wanted, they both wanted him, they were in agreement, then yeah, shit can them all. And I really don't know if... I've never seen Pittsburgh ever clean house when it comes to front office or anything like that. No, and they haven't looked as bad as they have this year in, in as long as I've been a fan of football. Honestly, I don't remember them being this embarrassing. It's bad. No. I love it. It's like the, it feels it's great. Like, it's like the Browns. Roll reversal. <laughs> um, Here's the Uno reverse card. So you have that. And then I know Dave mentions all the time, he says that maybe in the future you could have uh, Brian Flores is going to be the inner. He's going to, he's just waiting in the wings to take over for Tomlin. But a lot of times though, when you fire people, that whole entire, you fire everybody. Goes, Cause if you fire the front office, you fire the head coach, all the staff gets let go too. And then the next year, the GM's going to want to bring in his own guy. I so, mean, I thought that that was kind of the idea potentially with bringing Flores in was to maybe slide him over. If Tomlin retires, you got him on the cheap, you know, yeah, and, if Tomlin willingly says like, I'm stepping down, and I want him to take over like the Sean Payton situation yeah. in, in New Orleans. He's saying, I'm stepping down. This guy's my predecessor. He's going to take over. That, that would make sense. But Brian, Brian Flores has been a very successful, very good head coach. So it's not like it's like he's just waiting until he learns what he needs to know. Like right. Flores, I think, should have been a head coach this offseason. I honestly think going the into- fact that Nathaniel fucking Hackett still has a job in, in <laughs> Denver and wasn't and was hired over Mike Tomlin speaks volumes to A, the racism in, in football. I'm just going to start that. I, I'll go there. I don't care. Um, I think black coaches are not given as many opportunities as white coaches because it's not even about talent and skill. It's about who you know and what triangle you came from. And I think it's complete bullshit. Yeah. I uh, I, did, I think that if he doesn't get promoted to some kind of assistant coach next year in Pittsburgh, I think another team is going to try to you know hire him as a head coach because there's going to be plenty of openings next year. And, and that's the way it works in the NFL. You have to get to go to a new team. You have to get a quote unquote promotion. So uh, Brian Flores right now, I think is a, he's a linebackers coach that yeah. Defensive specialist. He's, yeah, he's like a defensive yeah. assistant coach and, it's and, three and linebacker. steps down below where he's a he yeah. head coach. Is, so basically so. he can get a, a new job as a coordinator. Cause yep. that's a step up from a positions coach or a head coach. Yep. Those are his options. And again, I think him being a head coach is a no brainer. I mean, if I'm Denver, I, I fired Nathaniel Hackett yesterday and hire and I'm calling Pittsburgh and I'm calling Mike Tomlin and I'm saying like, all right, let me hire him from you. Yep. And I don't know how that works with that. I, I don't know if you'd have to give up a draft pick for, for taking him. Can you trade coaches? I don't know. They did it in the NBA. They did. And I thought for sure they were going to do the NBA again with uh, the uh, Brooklyn thing, but they're going to get uh, the head coach from uh, Boston for uh, nothing. Yeah, Just sign him. IK, whatever his name is. And yeah, uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, could, would be gone with a new GM. I agree with you, Lee, but I'm saying Brian Flores, I think too. Like, I think they're cleaning house if they bring somebody else in. So we'll see what happens there. That's just wishful, not wishful thinking. It's just, I don't care. Let that dumpster fire burn for a couple more years. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Roquan Smith <laughs> from the Bears. Do you think, do you think, uh, Lamar Jackson's like wrong position? No, <laughs> I need a I receiver. Mean, <laughs> I don't even think he thinks that. I think if anything, he's pissed off because. You just traded for a guy who's holding out, or not, he was threatening to hold out because he wants $20 million a year. Well, yeah, that's another issue, too, I he's, guess. He's on paper. He's statistically, I should say, the, the best linebacker in football. He leads the league in tackles. He makes good plays. However, he's on a really bad team. 
and Roquan Smith is a, is a great talent. I'm not knocking him and saying that he's going to be bad on Baltimore. Um, I just think he's going to be used differently. I don't think they use the linebackers the same way in Baltimore. Baltimore is a blitz-heavy team, whereas Chicago, he's making plays in the backfield, kind of. He's playing off the ball. He's playing there. actual linebacker, which they don't really do in Baltimore. So I'm very curious to see how that works out. I also find it funny because this is – a lot of people don't really realize this. They they look at the Ravens, and they just automatically assume that's a good team that, that makes great decisions. They drafted Patrick Queen a few years ago. They've drafted multiple linebackers. They've signed linebackers. Kyle now Hamilton they have to year, yeah. Kyle Hamilton last year. Now they had to trade for Roquan Smith. So you're they're basically admitting that they fucked up some picks. Yeah. Early. I mean, Patrick Queen's only in year three, I think, and, and Kyle Hamilton's in year one. And you already have the Baltimore Ravens like, fuck, I got to trade a, a second round draft pick and I got to get another linebacker in here. Yeah. So I love to see it. Uh, but the thing for me is if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm pissed because that's more money that could potentially go to you that might have to go to somebody else. One hundred percent, because you don't trade a second round pick for Roquan Smith if you don't intend on and paying. And we already him. know that they're already hating the fact that they're going to have to spend so much money in Jackson. Yeah, Lamar Jackson wants a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson. They're not interested in giving it to him. And now, next thing you know, you bring in this guy who wants twenty million a year, and like you said, that's taken away from the pot. Yeah, you need to uh, back that bank up to Lamar, or he's he's going to leave. Yeah. I, I'm very curious to see what happens with that. I mean, I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but going forward, they're probably going to franchise tag him yeah. to save themselves some money. <laughs> and you're allowed to franchise tag. So he's going to be, they'll be able to do it for two years. However, that gets what pricey, sucks for that Lamar gets Jackson too, though. Well, not even that. I mean, you get the, you get like the, I forgot the average. Maybe it's like the top five. You get like a percentage average of that position. So he'd be like, the middle of the pack paid as a quarterback, which is not no joke. I mean, that's still going to be 20 something million dollars, give or take. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins played that franchise tag game pretty well for two years and he got paid it worked big out. Time, but yeah. the, the, the issue for that is the way Lamar Jackson plays Yeah, injury. You're he's right. getting older. He's not going to be able to move as quick as much as he can. He's, he's been banged up before. So I'd hate to see the fact that he holds out not holds out, but he, he does it so well this year. They franchise tag him next year. Then he gets hurt. I can almost already foresee you know, Field Yates from ESPN. Yeah. I could almost foresee his tweet. It's going to be like, oh, Lamar was trying to play for a new contract and now he gets hurt. You hate to see it. He always says like, he's like very sad about things all the time, Field <laughs> Yates is. So I'm waiting for that post about Lamar. It's I think it's inevitable at this point. They're going to franchise tag him for two years. Um, Maybe that's how they sign Roquan Smith. Maybe they give him a new huge contract. They front load it. And then when it's time for Lamar to actually get paid, they can then, you know, change Roquan's contract a little bit. You yeah. know, teams do that shit all the time. They convert well, it. Yeah, the, the salary cap in the NFL is a, a, a figure and, of your imagination. What helps for Lamar Jackson, if he can stay healthy, is if they franchise tag him for two years, he's going to get paid pretty handsomely for two years. And then every year, the the salary cap goes up. So he'll be making even more money in two years yeah. or be able to make more money in two years. But again, you're getting older. You're risking injury. You're 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 betting on yourself. It's a bold move. Bold strategy, Cotton. And, and here, the, here are the Browns sitting pretty right now because they have one team in a division that has to go broke to pay their quarterback, another one in two years that's probably going to have to go broke to pay their quarterback, Yep. and then a team that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. We have Deshaun Watson locked up. We have Miles Garrett locked up. We have Denzel Ward locked up. Nick Chubb locked up. We're in good shape. Cooper's here for what, four or three more years? Off the top of my head, I don't remember his contract. It, it might be two or three. Two or three, okay. I don't remember. Either way, we got a very young team, youngest yeah. in, the, in the NFL, I think, one of the youngest in the NFL, talent-wise. Yep still there i think i mean i'm i'm okay with this i'm good i mean i hate saying there's next year but i'm looking forward to next year in 2024 and 2025 and this just shows you andrew barry's process and what he's doing because you have these guys who it took a little while for them to flash but you have martin emerson a third round pick yep 
third round picks in the NFL. I think they get four year contracts. So you have Martin Emerson for the next four years on a rookie deal, cheap rookie deal. Cause he's a, a third round pick you have. I'm not saying he's going to be a cornerstone player, but he had a really good game. Isaiah Thomas, you have Isaiah Thomas seventh round pick, but he's working himself in that rotation now and for deep, sure, which, which is, is great. great. Yeah. But I'm saying like that's value wise. You have the seventh round pick that you're paying next to nothing in, ter- in like NFL terms. And this guy's working his way up the depth chart. I wish Winfrey would get it together a little bit. He was another guy that was inactive. Um, don't know why Mitchell Schwartz or not Mitchell Schwartz. I'm sorry. Anthony Schwartz was inactive last week. This week he was active, but didn't see the field. So that's not good oh, for him. He's done playing for the Browns. I, yeah. It's I, not like they moved on from that. I, I think unfortunately it's a mental thing for him. He just, he can't catch. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, when you see it that often, he, he's not going to just figure it out overnight. Yeah. No, I think it's, I was really excited about that player for, you know, last year, I w- the speed is like, the possibility we have this really fast receiver. You were hoping for the next, yeah, you know, a, a poor man's Tyreek Hill. The, the cheetah, the cheetah point two, wish.com version of the cheetah. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it's not, I would have taken a gazelle. I don't even need a cheetah. Give me a, <laughs> give me a different fast land animal. He, uh, I'm okay with that. He's got the speed, just no hands. So unfortunately, got to go a different route. And, and David Bell too, and not to get back onto the Browns, but I really hope that they start working him more in because and he, he, they he's, did, and he showing, looked really good. he's showing some more flashes like we wanted him. I mean, he's, he had, he holds onto the ball. He catches the ball. I just get him more chances. And I think the offense, depending on when David and Joku comes back, because we were without Farrell Brown and David and Joku on Monday night. Um, when you get those, when you're without those tight ends, like we currently are and an offense that heavily relies on tight end play. Um, it, it showed up in the wide receiver stats. Cause yeah. I think we had zero tight end catches on Monday night football. Yeah. I'm a little pissed. I started uh, Harrison Bryant on Did my you really? DraftKings to thinking he's going to get some touches. I mean, it's a smart movie. Number one but tight nothing. end on a team that relies heavy on the tight end. Yeah. Never got the ball. So he he and Mark Andrews have something in common now. That'll probably be probably be the only thing those two ever share. <laughs> they both went catchless. Over. Two weeks in a row. Kind of cool company to be in, I suppose, if you're uh what's his face? If you're uh Harrison Bryant. Um uh Jeff Wilson to uh Miami was a good one. Jeff Wilson, an interesting one too, was uh Naheem Hines traded from Indianapolis to the Last Buffalo second, Bills. Got that one. Last right the second clock. they did it. Uh, Buffalo's biggest issue is their run game. It sucks. I was talking to my buddy the other day about this. He asked me because he has Naheem Hines on his bench. And he said, now, who do I pick up? Do I pick up uh, Taylor's backup Jackson or do I pick up Zach Moss? And I honestly said, I would probably go Jackson because he knows the playbook. He'll get He'll get worked in a little bit more than Moss. And also, I don't know who Zach Moss is as a player. Right. You have Zach Moss, who was a third round pick out of Utah for Buffalo two years ago. Uh, can't really figure it out. And I'm wondering, is it because of Buffalo's offense? Because Buffalo's offense entirely does not run the ball. They are not a running team. Their run game's not efficient. It's not a threat to anybody. But it's, so it makes me wonder, is that is that Sean McDermott's offense? Yeah. Or Ken Dorsey's, I should say. Or is that just the talent? I don't know which it is. So same thing with Naheem Hines. I told him, I'm like, I'm kind of skeptical on Hines because he's a pass-catching threat. For them running the ball, though, you're not going to get much. And then now you have Zach Moss on a totally new team. Does he suck? Is it is it Zach Moss's fault that his career isn't going anywhere, or does he need a fresh change of scenery? So I'm curious to see how that plays out. I, I'm I'm I thought I've always thought Zach Moss was just a middle of the road running back. Like he's good and he's decent and he's but yeah. he's not great. Um, but I mean, if you give him a chance, he'll produce for you. You know, he's a guy I drafted I think last year in fantasy because I thought. He's in year two. Yeah. Buffalo's offense is just getting better and better. They're obviously going to work this guy in. Mm-hmm. They're going to, you have to run the ball in, in football. And he didn't do shit. Yeah. I don't, when I think Buffalo, I don't think running anything. I think it's just pass. It's just, and that's the scary like thing. Air, is, hair, air mail offense. That's all they have. I, I don't want to 
get ahead of myself by any stretch and act like Monday's Monday night's game is going to make me some uber confident person for, for the next game or for the game against the bills. But when we play the bills, their offense is very, very similar to Cincinnati, just with a better offensive line, great wide receivers, great weapons. They do not run the ball. No. So the Browns biggest weakness is the running uh, rush defense. We might not have to really worry about that against the Bills, which is good because then you can focus on the pass game. Which yeah, let's not, not get ahead of be, ourselves. <laughs> I'm get, I was saying it's not going to be easy to stop by any stretch or even slow down. But I'm just saying that if the defense, what happened on Monday, is a sign of how they are and their strong suit really is it's defending the pass. They figured it out. We're in good shape for that game, possibly. Even next week too, same thing because you have, um, you have a team in Miami who they do run the ball a ton, but they also have the two of the top core, uh, wide receivers in, in football with. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They're on pace to put up like 3000 yards combined or something like that. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, th- I'm almost called early, but I, I do. I'm calling, I, you know, fuck it. I'm calling a win. I think we're going to beat Miami. I'm, I'll be it's in very Vegas winnable. watching it. So very winnable so. game. I very winnable so. game for sure. Um, there's, there's one trade you didn't mention yet. The, the hilarious trade. I have Calvin Ridley and I have Kadarius Tony still to talk about. Uh, I, I wasn't even worried about the Tony one. That was well, that was an interesting one because you have a first round pick who clearly didn't fit in New York. I mean, last year he was a first round wide receiver pick out of Florida. Uh, hardly saw the field for New York. He was constantly, it sounded like a troublemaker, uh, injured a lot. He also, when he got traded, he like tweeted out basically that he hasn't been hurt and they've just been not playing him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm starting to feel better now because he got traded. <laughs> so he hated New York for whatever reason. Everyone hates New York. The other guy wants out too. Which one? Uh, the, uh, the other, there's a guy, there's a gal, not Kenny something. Or, oh, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. out too. I forgot he's there. I would stay there for the money he's fucking making. Oh, he's making a shit ton of money, but he's not that's getting any chances on the field. The money he's making is why he's not on another team right now. So and that's what on makes him. me laugh is the fact that that team's decent. You yeah, know. they're not. I mean, they're figuring some how, shit how out. How can you not find a spot for him on the field? It's for me. It's it's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a shitty quarterback. I I started him in fantasy one week because I I, had, I did too. I got the points I needed from him. I have I had Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins was on a bye, and of course that's a week Russell Wilson didn't play. So in a pinch, I'm like, fuck. I need Danny Dimes. Brought him in. Did did a good job, but I think I'm like 21 points, but mostly his, rushing. His legs. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. The, yeah. Rushing. He's, he he runs for touchdowns and gets rushing yards. Where. If you're a wide receiver, that's not a team you want to be on because you're not getting the ball. Um, that's why they traded Kadarius Tony to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm very excited to see him. He is fast. He's elusive. N- not as quick as Tyreek Hill, but he's got that kind of skill set. Yeah. And he's going to Kansas City. The rich, you, the rich get richer. As they, as I said with Josh Gordon, when I had friends that when he signed with Kansas City, they were like, "Does he turn his career around?" And I'm like, "If you can't turn your offensive, if you're a wide receiver and you can't figure it out in Kansas City," you're not figuring it out anywhere. Right. And I'll die on that hill. So um, you have Josh Gordon obviously got cut by Kansas City, never never made anything happen in, in, uh, with the Chiefs. Poor Josh Gordon. Now you have another troubled wide receiver going there, but a lot younger, and we'll see what happens with that. I'm very excited to see him in their offense. And then Calvin Ridley. <laughs> oh, I was born a gambling man. He got traded. He even bet on his team against this team. It's funny to me. He bet... This is what would, cost him the year. That and he I, would that the Jacksonville he that the team would beat Jacksonville last year. It's almost like Jacksonville's like, man, we feel bad for that guy for so let's let's bring him in. Hey, I picked him up in the waiver wire yesterday when um on my, my fantasy leagues, I have keeper leagues. So I picked him okay. up and I stashed him on the bench because if I can keep him for cheap, it costs me like a 16th round pick next year to keep him. So or 15th round pick. So fuck it. My one league, you have to draft a guy in order to keep him. Oh, I see. So I didn't bother. I, I used that roster spot for 
either DeAndre Hopkins or Deshaun Watson. Nice. I drafted both of them after nice. our allotted. You have to be after drafted after the sixth round and kept on the roster the entire year. Right. We're very strict about the rules, so it sucks. I can't pick up some guy where but I'm I mean, like, fuck Cal- yeah, next year. Calvin Ridley's a good receiver. I mean, Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is or is not, but I mean. On We're a team- non-PPR, so for me, he's not worth. He would cost oh, okay. whoever you keep costs you your sixth round pick. So, for me, I'm like, I could probably get Calvin Ridley sixth or later next yeah, year, give or true. take. So, I'm like, I'm not using it. DeAndre Hopkins playing like a top 10 wide receiver non-P- or a top 10 pick. Non-PPR, that has to be interesting. It's strange. It's different. And it's a league where we start defensive players instead of team defenses. Oh, man. So I start two defensive players, non-PPR. It's fun. It's it's legit. I put up, surprisingly, in a non-PPR, I put up 170 points over the weekend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I put a beating on this guy. Number one team in the league, I played him, and I beat him by, like, 30 points. I beat the shit out of him. Um, So those were the trades. Trade deadline, nothing for the Browns. Uh, We'll do a quick recap of week nine, or eight, I'm sorry. Nothing too crazy. Baltimore. And Tampa Bay played kind of an interesting game. Tom Brady looks fully cooked. Uh, that divorce <laughs> is finalized. Stick a fork in him, Jerry. He's done. I feel bad. I really do. I don't. I've never liked Tom Brady. He should have walked. He should have walked away last year. And I just, hope he walked in just, on Giselle getting fucking gangbang. Is what I hope he walked into. <laughs> I just, I just hope that he he should have left last year and said, "I'm done. Go spend time with the family, the kids. I'm good." No, he should have retired after the Super Bowl when he left Belichick, went to Tampa, won the Super Bowl retired first year. Then. Go out, dude. You're 43 at the time or 42, whatever the fuck. Go out. You just accomplished something that everybody was like, holy shit, the ageless man. And I would be like, that's it. See you later. Thank you for everything. Instead, he came back. They choked in the playoffs against the Rams last year. This year, they look like the fucking Steelers. They lost to the Steelers. I mean, he should have retired after that game. He he he's for sure retiring after this year, right? Like he has to. If he makes it it to the end of this year, at this point, there's rumors that him or Rodgers are going to be. There's Vegas odds that are letting you bet on if Rodgers or Brady retire midseason because of how bad it's going so for both this, of them. Does this mean that Brady doesn't have Wednesdays off now because wasn't Wednesday's family day? Yeah, no, Brady has Fridays off now, so he can go to old geriatric fucks weddings. That's what he does. <laughs> and then when he comes back to the to, to the team, they get embarrassed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are one of the worst teams in football. So that's the Brady move now. I that's the, the Brady today. bunch. We're just sticking to the Steelers today, aren't we? It's no. just easy. Like it's easy it. to make I fun like of them. It. it feels good. They're the when you're one of the worst teams in the league, you're the butt of every joke. Look at the Jets. Look at the Steelers. I talk shit about them every week. It's yeah, easy. I did write down Buck season over because I just, I just oh, done. I don't see anything happening with that team. Especially with how shitty the NFC South is. It's like Tampa Bay is going to run away with this division. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the, the, it'd be a toss-up with the Falcons possibly leading that division, I'd think you're fucking crazy. I mean, I would think like, like Tom Brady, something ha- like season-ending injury, like yeah, something like horrible had to happen. Blew his knee like out or something. Yeah, most done. of the team is on IR, or they were all like arrested for being on Epstein's books or something like that. Like something huge had to have happened for Tampa Bay to well, not sure win they that were shitty still division. On Epstein's books, but no, he's not arrested for that because they don't care about that stuff. No, no, the, the, you'll know who's on the books by the people that commit suicide, as they <laughs> yeah. all do. Um, I don't want to turn this show into the grapevine with all the conspiracies. Um, but yeah, that was Thursday Night Football, Baltimore won. I watched that game, and I was the whole time I'm looking at, like Tara was watching it with me, kind of. She was sitting there on her phone, and I kept trying to tell her, I'm like, I'm actually really rooting for Tom Brady here because I want ball, the Baltimore needs to lose. Yeah, we want people I, in our division, division to lose. Div, AF, any AFC team for that matter, I want them to lose, basically. Um, so that one sucked. It, it was unfortunate we did. Uh, Baltimore did come away with the victory, so that's kind of shitty. But it is what it is. Denver, Jacksonville, I picked correct. Denver goes to London 
jolly old England and beat the Jaguars. Who thought that fucking Russell Wilson was going to do anything? Come on. Me. That's who. And I got it right. Uh, I know what it was. It was the high knees on the plane that got you excited for him. When I, when I heard that, I'm like, I joked on the show. I'm like, man, I bet his teammates were pissed. And I thought, I'm like, and if I was his teammate, I'd run through a fucking wall for that guy <laughs> doing those doing those knee highs on the plane. He God was, damn, did he get me charged up? He was up. fucking loose, ready to go when he got off that he plane. Stayed, I mean, did you see him? Did you see the video they played of him spinning around on uh, midfield? Oh, was it with the eyes closed, listening to headphones. Oh, he had he was definitely playing my goodies by his wife Sierra, and he was just spinning around, just fucking loving life. It was like if it was a movie where they did like the cartoon shit behind him, he'd have little like cartoon birds and butterflies floating around. Life was good for him, and that's when I knew. I made the right choice. Game over. This dude's winning some shit today. It was ugly, but a win's a win. <laughs> Speaking of how weird and shitty the AF- uh, NFC South is, Carolina and Atlanta, what a fucking game. I caught the tail end of that as Gotham on uh, Sunday. I, thought, I caught the tail end of that. I'm like, what the fuck's happening right It now? was a back-and-forth game. Atlanta had a lead for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Carolina made a hell of a comeback. Yeah. And with, like, less than 10 seconds to go, <laughs> deep ball, touchdown, DJ Moore ties the game at 30. All they need is an extra point to win the game. DJ Moore goes full Dwayne Rudd, rips his helmet off, celebrating a touchdown that only tied the game, did not give them the win, throws the helmet, 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. And moves that their back kicker, to 45, right? Uh, yeah, I forgot the kicker's name. Eddie Pinero, I think, is their kicker. Um, Eddie no longer on the team. Yeah, goes up there, shanks the fucking extra point. <laughs> it goes to overtime. He shanks the field goal attempt to win the game. Atlanta comes away with the victory there. Uh, what a weird fucking game. Um, <laughs> and DJ Moore wants out of, wanted out of there, too. Yeah, I mean, they all hated being there. They all hate Baker and, and the whole chemistry of the team. And, I mean, when you fire your head coach, you trade your best player in, in Christian McCaffrey. For me, I mean, that's like Chase Claypool. It's like, that's a no-brainer. I'd, I'd want out, too. That, that team's clearly given up their, their tanking. I wouldn't want to be a part of a losing team like that, personally. Right. I, yeah. I don't think any player should have to go through that. I honestly, when I saw that Carolina was winning for a little part of that game, like there's no fucking way this team's going to win. I think pro sports need to have a transfer portal kind of option. Not that you would just be able to go anywhere you want for free. Just put the request but like, in. But yeah, not not make it so... Because when it, when a player requests a trade, they always try to make it out like the player some piece of shit. They always right. really try to spin it to where it's like, this greedy fucker, he signed a new contract two years ago, now he wants out. And it's like, well, circumstances change. Think about if anybody here at any job, let's just say you're a salesman for a fucking vacuum company. If you sign a contract to work for that company for five years, two years into it, regime change. You have a new boss, you have new coworkers, et cetera. And they're all pieces of shit. And it's just a horrible environment. Nobody cares about anything. You're not getting raises. You're not getting anything great. You just, you're miserable. Would you not ask to be released from that contract? Or would you just go, I love it here. I'm great. Happy to be here. I got sad. You got you talking about it. Exactly. And you're not even in it. It's just a hypothetical. Imagine that happening in football. I get it. They're being paid millions. So it's apples to oranges. But at the same time, you're a professional athlete. Your whole life, you've been dedicated to being a pro athlete, no matter how bad a player is on a team to get to a level of that. Like the, the worst player on any NFL roster is an amazing athlete. And I think most players take it serious. And I think the guys that get pissed off when their team sucks, are my, some of my favorite players. I like guys that don't like losing. And I'd have to think most people in Carolina were really pissed. And then they went out and won. They beat the Buccaneers first game without yeah. uh, Christian McCaffrey. So you're like, okay, this team's got a little heart. They got a little, they get a little. Then step. they make this huge comeback against Atlanta. And you're like, holy fuck, PJ Walker. This team does have heart. Dude, that, that pass and he put on Moore was spot on. DJ Dying. Moore just takes a shit on the entire organization and fucks everybody. And I imagine he's the most hated person in that locker room for, for the foreseeable future. 
Uh, Chicago and Dallas, again, that was a good game for a little bit. And then Dallas pulled away 49 to 29. Miami and Detroit, a nail biter. And like Kyle said, this is why Miami seems very beatable. They've played very two very close games. A close one against the Steelers with a lot of dropped turnovers from Tua. And you play a close one against the shitty Detroit Lions, 31 to 27. Very beatable. Yes. I think. I, I, I honestly think the Browns could take this game, no problem. We'll get to that next week. Kyle's going to send in his picks uh, day of or whatever. He'll he'll send them to me and I'll read them off on the show. We'll go back and forth with those. Um, Arizona, Minnesota. Minnesota comes away with the victory, but wasn't easy. 34-26, Arizona tried. Uh, Las Vegas, New Orleans. Uh, just so you know, new Call of Duty came out last week. It did. Did you see those uh, the celebrations from Patrick Peterson? No. You didn't see I that? I didn't see that, no. So, uh, oh, is it the one? Is that the one that did the the stomp? Right? Was that the one you're talking about? No, no. Oh, he no. he pretended to play video games oh, no, as his punishment that. because of Kyler Murray. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I think he picked him off twice, and he had two celebrations, and both were directly at Kyler Murray. He was mimicking playing video games. Yeah, and say I I had a feeling the Arizona was going to lose that game because of Call of Duty dropping last week. Yeah, no question, and sure shit. Uh, one thing that dropped also last weekend should be the coaching staff in Las Vegas. They're ass. That team sucks. They this got shut just, out by New Orleans. This guy just can't get a team to win, can he? I mean, it just shows you, and, and, and it's happened for, I'd say, 99% of Bill Belichick disciples. Would that have happened if he came to Cleveland? Because we wanted um, him. I think we both wanted him, didn't we? Yes and no. I wanted him just because I would have taken him at the time because of all the candidates. He was on my list of guys yeah. I wanted. Him and Stefanski. I wanted Stefanski, too. Um but obviously, Josh McDaniels just has more success. He's been a head coach. I really thought second go around, he's going to be better. He's smarter. He learned his mistakes. The fuck he did. He's gotten worse. <laughs> I mean, he took over a much better team than he did uh, when he when he was in Denver because this team doesn't have Tim Tebow. This team has no offense to rest in peace to Marius Thomas. Good wide, great wide receiver. Wasn't shit with Tim Tebow though because right. Tim Tebow wasn't a good quarterback. Now you have Derek Carr. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. You think Devontae Adams is texting Aaron Rodgers late at night saying uh, with the you up messages? No, I think he cries himself to sleep but wipes the tears away with $100 bills because he's a rich <laughs> fucking dude now. That's the whole reason he left. I Don't don't get me wrong. They're, they're good friends, him and Derek yeah. Carr. They're like best friends. But that whole camaraderie shit, that's all bullshit. He wanted out of Green Bay because he wanted paid. So that was a strict selfish move. You reap what you sow, Devontae. He wanted a paycheck. He chased it. And now you're... Yeah. You're damn near eliminated from the playoffs. And Vegas can't nine. do anything right. I've, I think I've picked Vegas like three or four times this year and each time gotten let down. Yeah. It, for me, it's always the opposite. When I don't pick them, they win. When I pick them, they lose. Yeah. It, it, I don't think it's failed yet this year. I don't know if I've gotten right with, with Las Vegas. I don't understand that team. They're, I mean, do you think it's one year and done for him? Or are they going to like give him a, year, a two years to see what happens or, or what? I mean, let him build his um, team around because the only thing he, he, he didn't make any changes really coming into this year. No, I mean, it, it is. I mean, they, the only change they really had was they improved. They got they were a playoff yeah. team last yeah. <laughs> year with John Gruden getting shit canned. Uh, who was it, Rich Shiano or I forgot the guy's name? Whoever took over the interim, I can't yeah. remember his name. Yeah, they um, went on a run at the end of the year. They went on a run. They made the playoffs. I mean, they were a playoff team who I think got screwed against the Bengals. There was that weird call where they took the touchdown back from them. Yeah, um, which was complete horseshit. And the NFL even came out and apologized after, but it was way too late, and it cost Las Vegas their a playoff win. Meanwhile. You bring in Kyle Shanahan, and you're thinking, or I'm sorry, not Kyle Shanahan, Josh McDaniels, and you're thinking, okay, this team's gonna get gonna get better because he's already a really good roster, yep. a smart guy coming from Bill Belichick. 
Then they add Devontae Adams. You're like, holy shit. He's going to run legit. amazing. He's going to run an amazing offense. He's going to do all these cool plays. I remember telling people like, Draft Derek Carr this year. Derek Carr was the Boom. guy who I was like, take him in fantasy because I think he's going to have a huge season. Like he could put up MVP type numbers. Yeah. Not even close. Shit I mean, he sucks. Bed. MVP-ness maybe, but not MVP. Think so? You think he's got a big schlong? He might be in contention. Think so? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I hope something's going Christian, right in his good life. Good old Christian boy. has a, he's probably, he, probably what are the, what are the, a lot of money. He might be it. blessed. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just hope something goes right for the fucking guy because his life is miserable. He's got a beautiful yeah, I mean, money will get you that. Even though he looks like he wears eyeliner all the time. I hate Derek Carr's face. Um, New England and New York, 22-17 New England. The score is way closer than the game actually was. The game was never close. Der- uh, Zach Wilson sucks ass. That Fucking team's Jets, you let me down. The Jets suck. That was an easy pick for me. Um, Pittsburgh and Philly, speaking of suck, and Philadelphia, 35-13. to I think if, if everybody gets quiet really quick and listens in the background, Yep, AJ Brown just scored another touchdown in Pittsburgh. It My hasn't God, stopped, dude. It hasn't stopped. Like, you, see, you see, he got uh, drug tested. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, he he tweeted the next day. He's like, "Yeah, random drug test." Um, three touchdown performance, which like, is crazy because he called out the commissioner. He's like, "This is not random." Yeah, I mean, how what would steroids do to make a guy get three touchdowns on it? Like, was he hurt? Like, steroids are like it for made recovery him, it made and stuff him like that, that. Much faster, duh. But steroids, I don't even think can increase your speed. Or else more people would use them. I, well, clearly people think that um, steroids gives you better uh, eye-hand coordination when you're hitting baseball. Oh, 100%. So that yeah. it must give you speed when you're running football. All it does is just help your body from breaking down Right. at that time. As you get older, the steroids will really break your body down. But at the time, it's well worth it. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand. Like, Miles Garrett, when he's all jacked, like, I get that. They want to – I didn't see A.J. Brown. Maybe he was fucking jacked looking on Sunday. I really don't know. J- yeah. Three touchdowns, I guess. Jack maybe he did. Jack secondary people on the Steelers team. My God. They suck. The Steelers' defense is ass. Um, I, I loved it, though, because I started both Hurts and uh, A.J. Brown in DraftKings. And that was- honestly, Steeler fans, if any of you are still watching right now, do you – do you rush TJ Watt back or do you say fuck it and let he him needs to sit out the rest of the I year? I saw he was trying to come back to practice like last week. And I was like, shit, he's he's trying to do some shit. He's he's gonna be back. And they get their asses kicked. And it clearly their season, in my opinion, is over. I don't think the Steelers are going anywhere. They're not very good. Do you risk him re-injuring that pack, no, possibly no. doing further severe damage to that pack for what? a lost season? I get it. He's a proud, proud, proud guy. Well, it is a why. I don't I mean, mean that as a racist thing. I don't mean he's a proud boy. He's a proud guy. Oh, wow. Um, I, well, he is a Watt. Watts have pride. They try to, you know, think. Oh, not J.J. Watt misses more games than anybody. Well, he, so, Well, his earliest career, he tried to come back quickly from injuries. He came back yeah, from an arm true. injury. He, so they have the pride I, I agree. I, that's a good take. I like that. Absolutely. I agree with Save him for next year. I, I, there's no reason why you bring him in and risk him, you know, being done for his career because his injury is not repairable. You know? I like when he plays, even though he's great. And he's defensive player of the year last year. He's a great player. Um. I feel like it makes Miles Garrett better because Miles Garrett has something to like chase. He has somebody to compete with in the division too, of all things. So I feel like if TJ Watt comes back and gets hurt, you know, two games into his return this year and they're, they're going to end the season like five and 12 or something like that. If he got re-injured, I'd be like, fuck that. Like he's done. Like that's another Miles stack track this year. I really don't know. To be honest, he was, his numbers were kind of low. He hadn't had one in a few weeks. Uh, Well, he got one against Bailey Zappi, I think, but um. I really don't know off the top of my head. If anybody knows out there, let us know. What's Miles Garrett's sack total? Thank you in advance. Extra large. A huge sack. I didn't I meant total number of sacks, not the total weight of his sack. I imagine <laughs> based on how he survived that car accident. He's like Randy Marsh in that episode with the balls and that set it was his airbag. They just like poop poop. Yeah, they just up. Whoop, yeah, and he just nice. walked out. He's like, All right, I'm good. <laughs> um 
Tennessee, Houston, kind of a nail biter. Uh, what's his face? Derrick Henry goes off for 200 plus a couple touchdowns. Tennessee wins 17 to 10. Washington, Indianapolis, another fucking nail biter. 17 16. Washington sneaks away with the victory over Sam Ellinger and the Colts. Um, I think uh, I think that team's being sold or they're looking to be sold. Uh, you see, uh, Washington Snyder, Snyder yes, yeah, Snyder brought in make people bankers to look at potential. Uh, I think it's being forced to sell. Oh, yeah. is what's happening. But oh, yeah. NFL I'm okay wants with it. Them gone, yeah. Uh, San Francisco beats the shit out of San Fr- uh, Los Angeles Rams, and this how was about, one that. How about that McCaffrey touchdown pass? Woo. I mean, he's no Amari Cooper, but he's pretty good at he throwing it, a football. He put it right in the bread basket. It's all yeah, that it was really good, and he had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, a passing touchdown, he great looked, day. He looks pretty damn healthy now. I mean, this... he does. It's kind of, I mean, he was healthy in Carolina. They just have a <laughs> shitty offensive line and they have, and that's the problem too, that I don't think people really respect about Jacoby Brissett is he's a good enough quarterback to where teams cannot stack the box. You can't focus in on Nick Chubb because uh, Jacoby Brissett can beat people with his arm. Whereas you have a guy like, um, uh, well, it was Baker, PJ Walker, et cetera, in Carolina these guys are not scaring anybody defensively, so they can stack the box and focus on Christian McCaffrey. Right Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback by any stretch, but he's an improvement over Baker and, and P.J. Walker, so stretches the offense a little bit. Plus, you have better talent around him. You have Brandon Ayuk. You have Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You've got these guys that can open shit up, and I think it's going to make Christian McCaffrey it's, great. It's weird. Here's another season with Jimmy G doing what he does. Yeah. on that team, and they're going to potentially go to the playoffs again. Like, or they're probably more likely to go to the playoffs again. And now what are you going to do with them next year? Right. Of all the teams that made trades, this this trade deadline area, if you will, I know they made their trade a week ago. Um, but I think the Christian McCaffrey is the most impactful trade out of that any team. That was a huge The most trade. impactful for any team. This is something that could legitimately set them on that next with level. If their defense and, can get healthy. Debo back there? Jesus Scary. Jesus Christ. If their defense can get healthy and stay healthy, uh, San Francisco is no joke. They are a legit contender in the NFC, I think. Uh, New York and Seattle, another one I got right. Seattle in the 12s, 23 to uh, 13. You, Geno Smith, you and your lucky ass year. I was very happy to see them pull away in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Green Bay, Buffalo, closer or a shittier game than the score even predicts. 27 17. It looked miserable. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of his wide receivers, I forgot his name. I think it was Christian Watson, the rookie. He uh, Torres or didn't tear, but he got hurt like first quarter concussion, something like that out for the game. And then Aaron Rodgers was down to only four active wide receivers on the roster. And at one point they ran the ball, like 13 straight plays. They were like, fuck it. We don't have anybody to throw to these. These our wide receivers aren't very good. They're not getting open run, run, run. And it actually worked. It's it's <laughs> scary to think that they, that running the ball was the best solution. Well, they don't for the have Green Bay bad. Packers. They don't have a bad running back on their team. So no, I mean, Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon are great running backs, both of them, and, it, and they're a really good mixture because you have Aaron Jones, who's who's strong, but he's fast and elusive, and you yeah. have AJ Dillon, who's stocky and fast. He's, yeah, so runs over you. Yeah, he's like a poor man's Nick Chubb in a sense, where he's he's actually a better pass catcher than Nick Chubb too. Um, not a bad running attack at all, but their offensive line's a little banged up. Obviously, they're they're fucked at wide receiver right now, so. They were a team that's shocking to a lot of people. They didn't bring in anybody at the trade deadline yeah. because they 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 need the help clearly. Uh, then Monday Night Football, Browns beat the fuck out of the Bengals. You guys already knew that though. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Speaking of winners, how about four of those motherfuckers on the Cleveland Guardians, ladies and gentlemen? Who saw that happening? I saw three of them. I didn't see Shane Bieber. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Well represented. Way to go, Guardians. Quan and Miles Garrett. 
or not Miles Garrett, Miles Straw. Sorry, my apologies. I was like, to shit, my... multi-talented Miles Garrett out there getting. Uh, Miles Garrett's probably a better hitter than Miles Straw, though. So in my defense, <laughs> um, defensively though, the Cleveland outfield representing the Golden Gloves. Uh, I I don't think Oscar Gonzalez has a is a Gold Glove caliber defensive player. He'll more than likely be our right fielder moving forward. So wouldn't expect a trio that's next gonna year. That's going to hopefully be our power hitter. So I don't care about his gloves. Right. So that's much. what I'm saying. You'll probably never see him on this list, but great list. You have Miles Straw, center field, gold glove, Stephen Kwan, left field. You had Andre Jimenez, second base, which I suspected would win. I was pretty confident in him. And then Shane Bieber getting the golden glove for pitching. I did not see that coming. <laughs> what do you have to do as a pitcher to get a gold glove? Just stop a ball once in a while? I mean, I wonder if you get. Like credited most for most accurate throws the first after picking the ball up. Yeah. And I think a little bit, it might have to do with like, uh, I really don't know, honestly, if, because there's probably other pitchers out there who have zero errors and shit like that. So I wonder if it, there's some weird, like nerdy statistic that shows like <clears throat> how good the pitcher is at getting guys to hit into double plays in crucial moments, things like that. I wonder if they get credited for that. Cause technically that's like, that's like a defensive play. You're pitching defensively to make them hit the ball into a certain situation. I don't know. I'm guessing I'm speaking out loud. I truly have no idea. First time since 2003 that a team has had four gold gloves in one year. And a record for the Guardians. The most we've ever had were two were three. We had, who was it? It was Travis Fryman, Roberto Alomar, and... Was it Sandy Alomar? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. Might have been an... Was it an outfielder or an infielder? It could have been Omar. Could have been Omar, Fryman, and Roberto Alomar. Could be wrong, though. Uh, don't quote me. If anybody knows out there, like just read it yesterday too, when all this shit came out and I forgot. Uh, but it was like 2002. I think the guardians had three guys. So this sets a new record for them for four. So it was Vizcal. Okay. I thought so. I couldn't remember. I know there was a thing that said Grady Sizemore won it as a, I think, was he a rookie? No, he was not, but Grady Sizemore won a gold glove and there was a thing about him winning it. So I've been reading a lot about like past guardians that won and it got me all fucked up. So I think gold, it was a gold glove and best selfie award goes to Grady Sizemore. No question about it. <laughs> so I, uh, I just don't don't let anybody drink from that cup if they so, stay at your house. <laughs> so here's my question. So okay, Miles Straw clearly a great defender. Do you keep him on the team next year? Do you go and try to find a better center fielder as far as bat goes, or do you just try to go after a DH and keep Straw in the center field? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was before last season they gave him a four year extension, so he's sure. here for quite some time. Hard contract to get rid of. I do think his defense makes up for his poor offense because center field is such a huge position. He covers so much ground. He prevented so many extra base hits. Uh, I think him, his defense out there is worth it. Clearly it shows it works. And I think it's going to be true. It'll be a huge uh, benefit next year because they're banning the shift. So I think having these great outfielders that play defense so well is a must Yeah, because you're not going to be able to have the extra guy in right field or left field. If you want to run a shift, you have to rely on your outfielders now to fill those gaps. And I think having the speed of Quan and, and Miles Straw, huge. Um, I also hope and pray that this offseason, I hope it's already happening, Miles Straw is glued into a fucking batting cage with the best minds in baseball. Uh, hopefully not the Guardians hitting coach because, if I'm not mistaken, he skipped the Saturday game against the Yankees, the one that we won. Oh, was so he got married, right? He was getting married, which for me, I don't care. Uh, I, I'm a diehard sports fan. My wife knows this. I, I told her, like, we're not getting, uh, we're not doing things on Sunday. She knows that. I don't miss Browns games. I, I've told my own sister before, like, if you ever get married or anything during, like, draft weekend, I'm skipping your wedding. I'm going to the draft. Like, sports mean more to me than most shit for other people. 
This guy works for a team and sets his wedding for a weekend of the playoffs, which makes me think that you have to book your wedding. Most people do about a year in advance. Give or they take. did say it was a COVID rebook though, because right. But even then he couldn't have said, let's push it back another two or three weeks because there could be the playoffs happening for me. That makes me think he had no faith in this team in a team that he coaches and works for. And he was like, ah, fuck it. Do it right there in October. So what do I care? Firing the hitting coach, not Got firing. It. I just think if I'm the team, I'm kind of mad about that. And then I look at you guys, you have automatic outs, Miles straw, automatic out. Um, <clears throat> the catcher, whatever the fuck Austin his name Hedges. is, Austin Hedges. Yeah. Uh, our backup catchers aren't very good at the plate. We have a I, lot of guys. Catcher that, is for sure the position they need to address in the offseason. They're hoping, obviously, that Bo Naylor is going to turn into a, a version of his brother because you do have Bo Naylor, who's young. He's a catcher. Uh, he was a top 100 prospect. He's a guy I think they're going to they're going to go go with. Um, but Jose I Abre- Jose Abreu is old or getting older, uh, but he'd be a good DH option. Yeah, I, I like Josh Naylor at the DH. I don't want Josh Naylor playing first base. Well, that's true. Josh Naylor hurts himself when he plays. I would go there. Naylor DH. I would go. Hopefully, he learns. This is assuming we don't make any moves. So Nolan, I'm, I'm Nolan Jones first. Yeah, I would say yeah. Nolan Jones at first. Stick with everything else you have right now, and then uh, Bo Naylor at uh, catcher would be my thought with this current roster. Don't get me wrong. Maybe well, they spend a little money. Well, no, no. You're thinking exactly what our owners are going to do. They're cheap. That, I'm not They're looking not at any spend free any fucking money. Yeah, I'm not looking to get anybody. Um, just because I know this team. And, and they're, power, they're, I mean, for sure, we need a power hitter. No question about it. They're hoping that the uh, fans now go spend some more money at the games, knowing that they have a playoff team that could potentially go back to the playoffs next year, which why would we doubt that, right? Um, and spend more money in the stadium, make more money. So, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. They're young. <clears throat> they're going to be there for a long time. And, and as I said last week or the week before, whatever, uh, they ran the shift the second fewest times in baseball. So they're already set for next year. They already know what they're doing. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So that's why I would keep Miles Straw personally. World Series update. Two to Ooh. one Phillies. Two to one Phillies. My God, Philly yeah. unloaded Adam, I'm with you, man. My night. wife knows. She she tells me that all the time. She's always like, all right, can we do this on Saturday? Because she calls me Hitler on Sunday. She's like, I know you're Hitler on Sundays and you won't do anything. I'm like, you damn right I won't. And uh, it's funny because this week she's like, don't forget I'm taking a, a class. She does hair. She's like, I'm taking a class on Sunday. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be gone for most of the day. And I'm like, all right, don't worry. I'm like, I'll be here watching football. The Browns don't play, but I'll be watching it. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, they don't play. She's like, wait, I thought they didn't play last Sunday. I'm like, well, they didn't. They did. They played a Monday night football. I'm like <laughs> this Sunday, they don't play because they're off entirely. And she's like, what the fuck? I booked this class because I figured you'd be watching football all day. So we, we could have done something. I'm like, no, the rest of the NFL plays. <laughs> so I still have football to watch. She knows a role. She knows her role, oh, Tara. You're Damn listening. right. You're She's not yet. I had to. I had to get that in before she started watching. <laughs> She'll chime in in the comments like a smartass. Um, so yeah, it's two to one. I need uh, Phillies to win the next four or three or two to get Why your can't I... Fucking, right. The game. If this World Series goes five games, I win. Dude. I get that bonus point. We're singing Sunny and Share. Um, we'll see what happens though. Harper. Harper called. He, he saw something last night. He and that pitcher, he saw it early. I must have seen it earlier in the season too, or whatever. But he told the rest of his teammates what was going on with that pitcher, and they all hit it. it and was, they all took him. It to was yard. almost like watching the cheating Astros. How how they know what pitch is coming, and they were just crushing teams. It was like the opposite. It was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean they actually. Somebody I think was watching a video today on Twitter. Some guy like breaking down the his how he pitches and when he. 
how he kicks his leg a certain way, knowing that next pitch is gonna be like a breaking ball. Yeah, there's a lot of tells to with yeah. the way he pitches. And uh that's the home runs were hit off that same pitch the entire night. And he was afraid to throw fastballs to left handers after he gave up a home run to Kyle Schwarber early in the season. They were talking about a statistic about that, or maybe it was not not early in the season, but like um not too long ago, he had faced Schwarber through uh, gave up a home run on a fastball, and they said after that he like would not throw fastballs to, to left-handers Jesus, anymore. Jesus. And then when you watch Kyle Schrober bat yesterday, the bat he the at bat he hit a home run. Uh, ironically enough, only changeups, off-speed shit. He missed a couple, then he just fucking sat on one and crushed it. You see the uh, someone, but it was like, super predictable. The some, pitching. What someone did like the sound like measurement of like the Philly Stadium. Oh God! And like it was all like just even keel, even keel. And then when Har- Harper hit that. Uh, that um home run and like jumped the decibel way red, level just fucking way skyrocketed. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never been to a, a game in Philly for the Eagles or whatever, but I just I can only imagine how fucking crazy those guys are. They're wild, but they're they're a disgusting bunch. Philly fans are gross. Like they're just bad people. Most right. of them, like they, yeah, they were picking on the mattress king last night. They'll spit on people. Like they're they're disgusting. <laughs> Philly fans are gross. But two one. So you predict predicted what five five the World Series will go five games. I said Houston. I, I thought Houston would win, but. It's just about the length of the series. I mean, series. I'm okay with uh, Houston losing because... Yeah, 100%. Me too. Fuck Houston. I just really didn't think Houston or Philly would have a chance. Um, I don't want Philly to win, to though, because of that stat where I saw, you know, every time Philly wins, the uh, the economy does a... So, and it's been proven so far. Every time they won a so, World Series, it happens. I think it's safe to say Philly's winning this year, then, the way the, <laughs> the, way God, the market's looking. Because, God, the economy is going that way. You're right. Um, and I, I'm, I want the Phillies to win because I have a Bryce Harper autograph card that will only increase in value if he wins a World Super Bowl Series or, MVP. Or World absolutely. Series, I, mean. um, I would like that very much. He already has a regular MVP, so give him a couple of them, I think, actually. So they play tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday, right? Back-to-back-to-back is that delay? Yeah, they do because they there was a conflict. If it goes seven games, it'll be Sunday night, conflicting directly with the NFL. Yeah. So somebody was talking about that. So that I'm excited to see that. That would be kind of cool. I like that because Browns don't play this week. So I can just go back and forth with sports and not have to like, I won't have to get off the couch. I, I love it. Um, I'm very lazy on Sundays for those of you that don't know, like my, my, my Apple watch, whatever. It's like, are you, are you still alive? Yeah. It, it checks in on me. It doesn't have to tell me to breathe. It, please, it literally just up, thinks I'm dead. Please get up and walk around. It's like, please be alive. <laughs> I get an alert that doesn't say breathe. It says live, live your life. Get off the couch. Um, NBA, we're watching. That's why I kind of got distracted a little for a second there. The Cavs and Celtics are going at it. Cavs are five and one. Wow. Darius Garland has returned. The Celtics are four and two. It is currently 43 to 38 Cavaliers early on, but they're looking really good. Donovan Mitchell legitimately looks like an MVP candidate. Garland um, is balling, dude. And Garland's going off. I'm, I'm looking up and I just keep seeing him hitting threes. The Cavs are playing really, really good defense against Boston, which is Best fucking three encouraging. Point percentage in the NBA right now, the Cavs. They killed it on um on Sunday against the Knicks. The three pointers were just fucking fall. I mean, it was never a doubt in my mind that they were going to hit these threes when they went up. You could just tell the confidence in the team. They look like the Warriors. You know what I yeah, mean? It, it's just one of those things where I I thought they would be. We all thought they would be better this year, but. Um, they're just gritty, man. When the way they came back against the uh, Celtics on Friday, I thought for sure that going was huge. In, that I was... thought going for sure going to happen. Like, oh, this game's over. Like, we're just going to give was, out the roll over. That was a forty-one and forty-one game between two teammates. That hasn't happened for the Cavaliers since the finals when Kyrie and LeBron went forty-one and forty-one. You had Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert both score score forty-one points on Friday night, beat the Celtics, huge comeback, overtime win. Um, just a young team. This they they I love teams that are just they're having fun. Yeah. There, there's no quit in them. They hustle. That's that's championship 
chemistry. Like that's what you need. You put all I that just, together. I love these post game interviews with Mitchell. Like this, how the calm, team that's cool, calm, collective he is about stuff. I and love it, talks. and I get it. I, I I was very harsh on the Guardians for most of the season, but I love that the Cavaliers remind me of them. They're young. They're just having fun. These yep. are just young kids that just they love what they're doing every day. They're so happy to be there. And they're great at what they do. I just wish Levert wasn't so hot and cold like he is sometimes because he definitely is very hot and cold. But we knew that when we got him. Yeah. We understood that. And for the price, it cost us fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'll happily it. take a hot or, or cold Karis Levert for Ricky Rubio and garbage. And, and then we, we get, get Rubio back. We get He's Rubio a back. Good. He's a downgraded uh, J.R. Smith. Absolutely. He he can't get as hot who, who from can three, probably, but... probably understands the, the, the scoreboard a little bit more, too. <laughs> like, when JR would shoot a three, even if it would miss terribly, I'm still like, fuck yeah, you shoot a JR. When Karis LeVert shoots threes, I'm kind of like, oh, shit, please go in. I'm a little... I'm not Adam, as confident. There's about a 0.01 chance of Notre Dame beating Clemson this weekend, so... Yeah, that's uh Well, I would love for a, bit of a win, reach, but that's not going to happen. Uh, I, I wrote that down, too, if we have time at the end of the show, because obviously there's no Browns breakdown this year. Uh, another topic I had we might get to is the NCAA playoffs. So we could talk about that possibly. Oh, the uh, playoff, uh, the rankings that came out over the weekend? Yeah, the, the, the hose job that Ohio State got again. Fucking Tennessee, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I love it. I think it's funny. I mean, Tennessee plays uh, Georgia this weekend, so that's oh, yeah. that's why they did it. It's because it's the first week of the playoff ranking, Boom. and you have one versus three Saturday. Yeah, there you go. One of it, them is going to drop. So I, I didn't even watch it. I just saw people posting, and they were like, Ohio State gets fucked again. Not going to lie to you, initially I thought, all right, Tennessee got one, Georgia got two, Ohio State got moved to three because it was a close game on Saturday, kind of against Penn State for, for a half. So I thought, fuck, they really are going to screw Ohio State and move us to three so they can have a one-two on Saturday. When I saw one-three for Georgia-Tennessee, I was like, okay, kind of didn't see that one coming. I figured they would have boosted it just for this week because one versus yeah. two. Well, Ohio State's going to walk into first after this game because there's no way that I don't think Georgia loses to Tennessee. I'm sorry. But I could see the the the, the committee just putting Georgia back to one then. Right. They're pieces of shit. They, they hate Ohio State, so it is what it is. I've accepted it. Um, we'll see what happens there, but I want to talk about that in a little bit. Steve Nash got fired. <laughs> Looks like Kevin Durant got his wish. It just took a little longer. What was the quote that he said that they, they quoted him? He went to the owner and said, they just won't respond to me. Yeah, the, 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 team, the team hates him, clearly. Um, they, how, how can you hate Steve Nash though? I mean, I, as a player, I'd love Steve Nash for me. It's, it's the personalities on there. Think about it. You have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is one of the thin, thinnest skinned I motherfuckers you'll ever it. see. He's a, he, he I, he's not a piece of shit. He's he just, is. he's just a dick. He's, he's kind of, he's fragile minded. Uh, I mean, he had to make burner accounts to defend himself on social media. Yeah, that means that's piece like, of shit. that's scary behavior. When a guy is so self-absorbed that he's making fake accounts to defend himself. That's kind of like, to me, that's like some sort of like mental disorder with the guy, um, like severe depression, almost, I would say that he's, he, he loves himself so much that he has to defend himself as somebody else is like, that's crazy. That's fucking weird to me. He's on the perfect team for this though. You have Ben Simmons, a, a guy who's afraid did to you, shoot a basketball. Did you see him go up that, that dunk to uh, Durant the other night? No, he had like a breakaway. He, all you do is just dunk it and he stepped and give it back to Durant and step off the side. I saw one, uh, one story that's we'll get to Kyrie also because of what he said. Uh, or Hitler, if you want to call him that, uh, Kyrie whoa, Irving whoa. passed the ball to Ben Simmons for a wide open shot, and uh, the cameras and audio caught him going, "Shoot the fucking ball!" Like he was mad and yelled at Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons didn't shoot it. And after the game, they were like, "Kyrie, why'd you yell at Ben Simmons to shoot the ball?" And he's like, "You know, you just get caught up in the game sometimes. Like I didn't even realize that you know who had the ball. I just wanted him to shoot. I was feeling it. 
he like tried to back down on what he said. I forgot exactly what the quote was, but he tried to kind of downplay it of like, you know, we were in the heat of the game. It is what it is. You know, no ill will, but I feel like he was taking it out on Ben Simmons of like, dude, you fuck it. Like, fuck you shoot the ball. And next thing you know, Ben Simmons is out for two that games. That entire team play. is just a walking fucking head case. And then we get to Kyrie Irving. Speaking of head cases, uh, Steve Nash got canned. He's going to get replaced by uh, EK Aquanu or whatever which, the fuck his name is. A great coach, which I don't know even if he's going to turn the fucking team around. Though. What a weird thing to happen though. He, of course, was the head coach of the Boston Celtics, took him to the finals last year. I'm personally, as a Cavs fan, I'm like, fuck, this guy's going to be great. This team's going to be really good for the foreseeable future. And then he gets caught up in some fucking sexy scandal. And he's suspended. You say sexy scandal? Very sexy scandal. (laughs) Very sexy. But what a spit in the face to women, in the, uh, you know, because now you're gonna he's gonna get rehired to another job and and whatever. And yeah, he he gets quote unquote canceled, but now just gets to go right to work because right. they're like, we wish him the best. We're granting him his his option to go to so another. Does that team. mean he's not like uh, suspended anymore now? I don't think so because it was a Boston Celtics suspension. It oh. was it was it was a team suspension. It wasn't a league suspension. So now Boston looks like the good guys for suspending him. Yep. And now it's like, well, it's no longer our problem. Which anymore, is the, so. which is super ironic because. Boston fans are the most fucking misogynistic, fucking racist pieces of shit in the world. And they're coming out of here smelling like roses. Like, well, we always had your back, black women. Don't you worry. Here in Boston, we love you. We respect you. They're so full of shit. Um, <laughs> Let's get back yeah, to Hitler, though. He gets to go start fucking coaching Adolf Jr. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Kyrie Irving, there's Kanye West has been very outspoken about anti-Semitism and, and you know, Talk about fucking head cases. Gets canceled, basically. Every fucking uh, sponsor, endorser, et cetera, have dropped him. He is off the Forbes billionaires list because uh, all the money he lost from Reebok or whoever the fuck he was with. Um, And then Kyrie Irving doubles down on all that. Kyrie Irving tweets out a link for a book or a movie. It's it's one of each. I don't remember which his link was for, if it was for the movie or the book. And it was called H2N. It is Hebrew to Negroes is what it's called. And it is basically a, I won't say propaganda, but it's just a full of shit story saying basically the Jews are evil. It's very anti-Semitic and saying what they've done to take away from from black people in, in this specific documentary or slash book. And he changed his Twitter name. You see that? Yeah, he's changed a lot of things. He goes by a different name now. Um, funny thing, though, is I read this. I read the article and I looked up the, the documentary that he talked about and I was like, man, this is fucking wild. And there were people that have gone on to watch it and gone on to dissect it and fact check it. And it's complete garbage. And Kyrie initially wouldn't say he's sorry. And then he finally came out and apologized and said that he wasn't trying to promote anything. He just looked up his name in Hebrew is, uh, what was it, like Hen- Henya or something like that. He searched that on Amazon Prime and that documentary showed up. So he I, just watched it. I thought his name was Earth Flatter in Hebrew. No, he apologized for that. He, oh, he, he, okay. he took that away. Um, are you sensing a trend here where Kyrie yes. says does something stupid and has to come out and defend himself? Uh, so he said that he Googled his or searched his name on Amazon Prime. I did that. I typed in his exact name, that the Hebrew name, and I'm like, I wonder if it really shows up. Does not. No. You have to specifically look for that H2N movie to find it. He claimed that he just happened to be bored at home. He loves to learn. So he typed his name in on Amazon Prime. That movie popped up. He watched it. End of story. That was it. For somebody, that was his story. for somebody who loves to learn, he's a fucking idiot. He's one of the dumbest people that's ever been given a platform to speak. The dude, can, the dude can ball. That with a round ball, ironically enough. Um, <laughs> it's it's just it's so crazy to me that he could be this ignorant and like 
I don't know. He's just, he's a weird fucking dude. Uh, I don't know what goes on with him mentally, but clearly when he wanted out of Cleveland to go be the man, I hated him. I was mad. Now I'm starting to really like have like, I won't say I feel bad because of the anti-Semitic shit for him going crazy and, and getting out of Cleveland and then being a dick in Boston and refusing to play and like getting, leaving them. He's done all this weird shit where you're like, all right, he's an asshole, but you kind of feel bad. Cause you're like, maybe there's something psychologically wrong with him. That's causing him to like, act out and be this way and be hard to be around. And then he does this anti-Semitic shit and refuses to apologize for days. Uh, he's just a weird guy. I, I have no respect for Kyrie Irving. I, I wish one thing I really wish would happen and it's not gonna, because I'm, I'm starting to lose. He, he, he moved down a peg in, in terms of how much I love him. LeBron James. Oh, dead silent on this topic. Yeah. Not even saying anything dead silent. But when, the Suns owner is accused of stuff and things like that go around. LeBron's the first guy to say this is unacceptable for our league. We need to stand up for each other. Get him out of here. Kyrie Irving is spewing anti-Semitic things, and LeBron doesn't say a fucking word. He'll probably be Kyrie. Would probably be good at disc golf. Actually, that's a good point. He probably would be. Didn't LeBron? He's got those handles too. He could probably do some cool shit. Like he would look like the Harlem Globetrotter of of disc golf. <laughs> Didn't LeBron come out and say something against Kanye West though? Or I'm sorry, is it Ye that they call now? Um, yay. Yeah, yay. 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 See, you, you Tim, don't have to listen Tim. to Tim Buck to I'm learn. Sorry, Tim's Tim. here to teach you on Wednesdays too, I, everybody. I apologize. Now, I did not see that. I, I don't know, to be honest. I thought he did. I thought because he was... I went through his Twitter and I only went through like the last week. Well, no, because I think he was supposed to be on LeBron's show like a month ago. And they, mm. rec they recorded the episode. And he didn't air and it. And he decided to pull it because of the shit that was said. I guess they talked before the show went on. And um, they they said, yeah, I won't I won't say anything crazy. I'm just come on and talk, whatever. And they, so, they did it, and they did they pulled the episode. I'm not even giving LeBron credit for that because I know how TV works. That was the producers at HBO, HBO said probably. we are not airing Kanye. He's yeah. toxic. Yeah. So that's exactly what that was. That wasn't LeBron making an executive decision. That was HBO saying there's no fucking way we're airing this, whether you like it or not, LeBron. Kind of like uh, Jeselnik uh, exactly. last week, where he's like he came to a show. Kanye like, I can't even show, talk like, about it. I can't even be excited about this because <laughs> Kanye is the most toxic fucking person on the planet. And they told him like don't even post a clip of him. Saying your name, yeah, that's so. Crazy. That's why LeBron didn't have that air. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why LeBron's not coming out saying anything right now. That's it's LeBron's like the spokesperson for the NBA. That's what that's what's really like of, offensive for me is I'm not Jewish by any stretch, but I'm not religious either in any way. But the fact that LeBron will like pick and choose his battles for defending humans and just it's a human decency. Honestly, you know, I, I what Kanye promoted was is is pure hate. It's anti-Semitism, and I feel bad. I read a lot of books about Auschwitz. I'm, I'm. It's going to sound weird. I don't mean it in like a morbid way, but I'm I'm fascinated with Auschwitz. I don't, I can't grasp the concept of somebody being so evil and shitty that you could just kill innocent people and not feel anything. And like like it's just your job. You're just killing Jews in, in a death camp. Um, it's fascinating to me. It's it's terrible, but it is it's fascinating. I, I read a lot about it. I actually, understanding and knowing history is a very big important part of it. It is. Like I, I just finished the show The Patient, the one that Tim recommended uh weeks back. I watched the finale yesterday, and Steve Carell's character in that is is Jewish, and the show is very religion-based on like him having faith in Judaism. And it's just weird that all this is going on. And I'm like, fuck, there's anti-Semitism. And for me, I am a very neutral person. I don't care about your color, I don't care about your religion. I am I am who I am around who everybody. You either like it or you don't. I don't. I don't care. Like that shit doesn't bother me. You, if you're Jewish, you're whatever. Uh, Muslim, I don't care. None of that shit bothers me. Whatever you you do, you. I, I respect everybody and their their decisions. So seeing people be hateful, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
So Kyrie doing this kind of shit like really is just despicable, and I think the NBA should should take action. Hey, thanks for the championship, Kyrie, but go fuck yourself. Yeah, truthfully, and I, I mean the whole NBA should say that too. They should like that's to me it's despicable what he did. Uh, so he can go fuck himself. Kyrie Irving can. Um, let's get to picks. Let's run through these really quick. It was a sad, sad five minutes of conversation there. I feel bad now. Yeah, just speak of the truth. That's we, what we do here on the show. Not everything can be, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes you got to get a little dark. Speaking of dark, these fucking picks. Dark, dark week last week. Well, actually, let's. We don't have a picture for this, Tim, so it's not a big deal. Uh, you can just throw nothing up. We'll do the uh, college football. We'll, we'll break that down really quick. You, you cool with that? We don't need anything for that. We can just riff, as the as the kids say. Um, the college football playoff rankings came out yesterday. Uh, number one, as we had already mentioned, Tennessee Volunteers. Number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Number three, the Georgia Bulldogs. And then, now we get into the nitty-gritty. And you've got, let me find it here. Where is it? I'm going to pull it up so I don't fuck it up. And of course, why would it be the main thing on their fucking you, page? To... I'm just trying to get the uh, the playoff bracket without any sound playing either. That would be ideal. All right. So you have Tennessee. You have Clemson at four. You've got Michigan at five. And you have Alabama six. TCU undefeated, getting no love because they never will. They have a bad schedule too. That's why. Yeah. The Horn Frogs don't play anybody that good. Plus, so your name's a Horn Frog. So it's hard for them to get. And your last good player, realistically, honestly, was Ladanian Tomlinson like 20 years ago. So got to be a little bit better than that. Um, but that's the top six right now for the playoffs. Again, Alabama six, five. You I'm have sure Alabama Michigan. will cousin screw themselves to the top of that list at some point the rest of the year here. So, right. Adam, I said that earlier. I don't know if you were listening. I said, I'm really shocked that NCAA did not put Georgia two, Tennessee, Tennessee one, or vice versa, make them one and two. So you have a one two matchup this week. How cool would that be? I mean, don't get me wrong. One versus three. I'm excited as fuck to watch that game. I can't what wait. What time's the Georgia and uh, Tennessee game Saturday? Is it is it a 12 o'clock game or do they, do they smart and flex it to a night? I really don't know. They're in the SEC. So, I mean, their time zone is the same, but they might still make it like a mid-afternoon game. But I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't look. I, just, I mean, I guess NCAA is not in to make money ratings, I guess. I mean, they should be, but you would want that as like a primetime game, I would think, right? You would think. Oh, let me look here. I got it right here. 3.30. Yeah. Okay. CBS, Tennessee at Georgia, 330. Uh, yeah, TCU just blew out uh, Oklahoma, which good for them. But again, with it, with it being TCU, they're not going to put them over Alabama. They're not going to put them over Michigan. And obviously the top four, I think everybody there deserves it. Uh, five and six, I think Michigan deserves to be there. So they're just not going to put them over Alabama unless Alabama loses again or does something like play an unranked team and only win by a field goal or something like that. There's ways they can bounce uh, Alabama, but it's not going to be easy. It's, I think, it's tough. I think Michigan should be moved to 10 at least because fuck them. And I think NCAA learned a little bit of a lesson last year with Cincinnati. Nothing against Cincinnati. Nothing Nanny. against um, uh, their head coach, Ryan, uh, not Ryan Day. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, Luke Fink. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle. I was having a brain fart there. Um, no offense to them. Kudos to what they did last year. It was incredible. But I think college football kind of learned, like, we can't put these shitty teams in there. They're, they're no contest. Yeah. No, there's just there's no reason we need to sit there and watch they, Cincinnati. They kind of had to kick. though last year, just because Cincinnati was the story of the year. They were. I mean, it just shows you though that you can have this team whose schedule isn't that tough go undefeated, and then when the lights get real bright and you're playing these, this is why in the I playoffs, cannot wait for it's the ugly. 12, I can't wait for the twelve team playoffs to come in two. Is it two years? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I can't wait for it because you're gonna have some real uh, 
um, assings the first weekend of playoffs because these teams are going to get, you know, fucking blown out the door. And I'm okay with that. I think that's fun. I mean, that's like fun to watch those kind of games. They're trying, they're going to make it as close to March Madness as you can. And then March Madness, same thing. You have a one verse 16 in most of the time. I would love love a 64 team at a college football playoff at the end of the year. I would love, yeah, just like 15 games a day for the first weekend Dude. where I'm at work and they're like, fuck, there's a game starting at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, there's college football on every channel. How fun would that be? That would be nuts. That would literally be insane. September madness or whatever. The problem is madness. each team and game would need a week in between it. So that would take <laughs> the whole year. So your whole college football season basically would be the tournament. Um, and I don't think those kids are going to sign up for that. Now, even, even though they're getting paid, I still don't think they're interested in that. All right. With that being said, we will now get into picks. We will power through these here. Quick update on the score for those of you keeping track at nobody, home. Nobody cares. Uh, Still winning now. Somebody on the team that tends to be right quite often <laughs> has moved up within two games. Take a look at that, ladies and gents. 77 to 40, 77, 44, and one to Kyle's 79, 42, and one. I had to make it close. I had to let you back and the in the game are, a little bit. Uh, Choking. Yeah, they're, they're letting it go right now. It's, it's getting it's, ugly. And if Tatum hits this, that might be ball game. Ooh, thank God. Well, I mean, it's it's going in a half. They always kind of this whatever. Then you know, JV lights that fire at, at halftime and they come out swinging. Yeah, I'm worried. I don't know if we have another epic comeback against Boston in us within a week. That's that's asking quite a bit. Um speaking of asking quite a bit, the Texans, do they even stand a fucking chance against the Eagles tomorrow? No. If yeah, you no if you have Hurts and AJ Brown, start them. And I would say start Philly's defense, maybe too. Yeah, they they acquired some a little bit of talent over the trade deadline. They got Robert Quinn, um, and Houston's just not very good. I think you have a very disgruntled locker room, as we said earlier with the Brandon Cook situation. Disgruntled. Yeah, they're they all just take their grundles out. <laughs> they disgruntle after practice. Very disgruntled team. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you have a very just pissed off Brandon Cooks who I wonder if he's if he's even going to play I don't I honestly don't know I know he's he, going to have hamstring issues this week he didn't week. practice yesterday so that was the big rumor everybody said Brandon Cooks not spotted at practice usually on trade deadline day with a guy whose name is linked that means he's getting traded and he did not get traded he immediately went to Twitter to voice his displeasure and they have a game 24 hours or 48 hours later from his tweet so don't think things are going to go very well for Houston. Oh, yeah. He went questionable. I saw on my sleeper app that Brandon Cooks went from healthy to questionable yesterday. Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to play. He's probably so fucking mad. He might sit out for the rest of the year. I wouldn't blame him one bit. He's going to pull a Watson and say, fuck this team. Trade me. I do not want to be here. I would love that. Come to Cleveland, buddy. We'll take you in a heartbeat. Uh, we're both going Philly. That's a pretty easy one. Next up, pretty interesting matchup. You have a 4-3 and three, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I always want to call him San Diego still. I'm not used to that. Which is weird because it hasn't even been, well, it's been one full season, I guess. I can comfortably call them the Guardians. That's like not even a thing anymore. Where well, I because we're local, we get shoved down. That is true. That is time. true. For the for the Chargers, I constantly want to call them San Diego. But yeah. uh, the LA Chargers, four and three against the four and four Falcons in Atlanta. I'll let Kyle start this I one off. I think it's going to be a, a good game and probably closer than I cut you off guard when I did that. You, you kind of were like, like oh, shit. Wait. No, uh, I'm taking the Chargers in this one, though. Yeah, Adam, he he gets rumored, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot because um, he just has a huge contract. That's his biggest problem. He's a very, very good player, but he's not, I think his contract's like $18 million a year. He's not an $18 million a year player. He's not. He's yeah. damn good, but he's not that good. So teams are like, okay, we'll take him, but Houston, you have to eat some money, and Houston's refusing to do it, and that's exactly why he's still on the team right now from what I've read. So we'll see what happens to him in the offseason, but 
there's always a spot on this roster for you in Cleveland, especially come come play with Deshaun. Back to Kyle's pick. I said Chargers. Oh, you did? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was reading and talking. No, it's okay. We're multi-talented over there. I don't want to interrupt your feng shui flow you got going on today. I, too, am going with the Chargers. I think they will win on the road. They just, they're coming off a bye week. Uh, Keenan Allen says he's healthy. They got some guys back. Um, Joe Staley. Yeah, I would say so. It, it depends on how they lose, too. I mean, again, they, they've suffered a lot of injuries. You lose Rashawn Slater. You lose J.C. Jackson, your big offseason uh, defensive addition. You're without Bosa for a while. You've been without Keenan Allen. Mike Williams has gotten hurt. You've had a lot of injuries for, for the Chargers. So I think there are some good excuses for Staley. I think he does take a lot of gambles. And if any fans out there want to be mad at their head coach for going forward on fourth down, the Chargers should be mad. Chargers fans should be mad at Joe Staley way more than a Browns fan should ever be mad at Stefanski because they go for it way too often. And their success rate is not great. Um, I did not see the Chargers being this up and down all year like they have been so far. No, I, I was worried. I mean, the oh, AFC, thought, I thought they were the AFC in general. I thought they were going to be like amazing with that defense they brought in. The AFC West, I should say also. I thought you were going to have four playoff teams almost yeah. coming out of the West. Like yeah. they were that fucking good on paper. Uh, the, the Raiders suck. The Broncos are ass. And now you have a very beatable. I mean, the Browns should have fucking beat them. I'm still mad about that game. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chiefs, they're legit. No, no, no question about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Chargers come away with the victory here coming off the bye week. They're healthy. It's only a three-point spread, though, with Vegas. So they, they think it's going to be a close one, kind of a toss-up. Uh, but give me the Chargers. Dolphins and the Bears. Uh, for me, this one's a pretty easy pick, I Dump. think. They're not going to be able to work in Claypool. Uh, he doesn't know the playbook yet. He might get a few snaps, but I don't think he's going to be a big factor. And on defense, you take away, they traded Robert Quinn. Then they trade Roquan Smith in consecutive weeks. Roquan Smith, as I said earlier, is the number one linebacker in football in terms of tackles and making some big plays. That's a huge loss. Yeah. And I think that's going to bite them in the ass against a very explosive offense when they want to be Miami Dolphins. So give me Miami here. Yeah, I um, agree with you. Uh, take the Dolphins here. I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Um, but yeah, Dolphins for sure. Uh, Panthers, Bengals, another really easy one. I won't even make Kyle go first here. I think Cincinnati is going to be the consensus. Uh, yes, I will. Or take actually, the you know, maybe I shouldn't get that cocky. <laughs> TJ Walker's looks good. Maybe I shouldn't get that cocky. Watch him come out and beat the Bengals. No, I, give me the Bengals here. If they lose this game, then I'm happy they lose, but I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I am rooting for the Panthers. I hope. If I'm if I'm Carolina, sorry, but I'm starting Baker Mayfield. He can beat Joe Burrow and the Panthers it's somehow. It's true. He does start Baker he, Mayfield. He does play well against. He them. plays very well against them. So let's let's go with that. But I will be taking uh, the Bengals. Next up, uh, NFC North matchup: Battle of Garbage, Green Bay against Detroit. It's the turkey game. I'm surprised I didn't wait for this to play over Thanksgiving. I want to eat a bunch of turkey before the game so I can pass Fall out. And sleep. And pass yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, give me the Packers on this one. I think. Uh... <sighs> I think Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Packers, but I just I can't imagine they lose to the Lions. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has shown some grit. The team's kind of clicking. Last week against Buffalo, I think they were in it when I thought they could have gotten blown out. Um, shows that they can kind of put it together when they need to. Yeah. I think against Detroit is a good, excuse me, there's a burp, a good preseason game almost for them, or exhibition game, if you will. But it could be, it's going to be close. I'm not saying they're going to blow them out by any stretch because. Green Bay is by not good at all. Yeah, but Lions are also down, you know, their tight end. Yeah, uh, Lions so. just traded Hawkinson. I think it's going to kill the locker room. They kind of know that they were sellers, not buyers, at the deadline. So it, I think it might 
I mean, more touches for St. Brown, I think, which would be great for me, but that's pretty much it. You're one in six, and you just traded one of your best offensive players in TJ Hawkinson. I think it could make a lot of guys kind of go, well, fuck it, I'm not going to try as hard this week. That could be a problem. Hey, it's a losing culture. Hey, does that mean Dan Campbell is? He should have been a couple of weeks ago, in my opinion. I think he sucks ass. Um, Colts, Patriots. This one, give me the Patriots. The Colts, I'm not a fan of. They just fired their offensive coordinator, uh, kind of scapegoating him for their woes that they've had this year. Jonathan Taylor's injury just flared up again. They're sticking with Sam Ellinger. Uh, they they lost Naheem Hines. Zach Moss isn't acclimated up, up to speed, so you could be without Taylor. You could be forced to use Zach Moss in an emergency situation where he might not be ready uh, with a rookie, not rookie, but a second-year quarterback who's only playing for his second week. Could be a recipe for disaster. Give me the Patriots. Uh, yes. I'm not trying to copy you here today, but yeah, give me the Patriots. As well. I mean, not every week is going to be me gaining multiple games on you. It's going to happen again for sure, but it's not <laughs> going to be every week. You understand? So <laughs> that will never happen the rest of the season. And I'm okay with that. With only being down two games, I just need one here, one there. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm in, yeah. I'm in the lead. Give me the Patriots here. Uh, Bills and Jets. This is where Kyle's going to stick with the Jets, and I will get another win with the Bills. I he, am not going Kyle to loves lie. Picking the Jets I am for not going to lie. So. Part of me is like, oh, is this the week the Jets surprise me? But no, give me the Bills. My buddy, who's a Jets fan, he, we were doing our predictions today in our group chat. We always fuck around. I always like give astronomical losses for the Jets just to be a dick. <laughs> and uh, my buddy asked today, he goes, "Where's your predictions at, everybody?" And my Jets fan's friend goes, uh, "Is this the week the Jets shock the world?" And I said, "I'll be shocked if you lose by less than 20." And I stand by that. That's my bold prediction for the week. Writing it down. Buffalo wins. And I'm saying Buffalo wins by 20 or more. So that's the spread. 20. I'm giving them 20. It's a very, very bold pick. Spreads at 12 and a half. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going 20. I think they win by almost three touchdowns. All right. Um, you're going Buffalo, I assume. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought about the Jets. I, I could tell you were thinking. I, I, you were thinking. The wheels were kind of spinning today when I was thinking about what teams to take here. I'm like, God, that'd be a hell of a upset because I know you're going Buffalo, but no, I can't do that. Or it's too close for comfort right now. This is an interesting one. You have the six and one Vikings who have looked beatable at times, but they're yeah. six and one. So kudos to them. Yeah. And they're facing a commander's team who are going with Tyler Henneke again. And Tyler Henneke, all that fucking guy does is win. Yep. But I'm going Minnesota. Yeah, and this is where my bold predict comes in this week. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to say uh, the new tight end, new acquired tight end, has two touchdowns this week. Irv Smith is injured. TJ Hawkinson will have to play a little bit be, to fill in the gap there, so he could get some playing time. So your bold prediction is two, two touchdowns, touchdowns from TJ? Yep. Okay. And, and a Minnesota Vikings, win, you said? Yep, Vikings win. TJ plus two. Plus all right two. There. TJ, who's your mama? I, I hated that <laughs> Dude, fucking guy when I he played on the Bengals. TJ, who's my daddy? TJ Hushimajada. I hated him so much. I hated Ocho Cinco. I hated everything about him. How can you hate Ocho Cinco? I'm a Browns fan. It's easy. I hate everybody that's not on the Browns pretty much. I love his cockiness. I figured you'd love him. He's really cocky back in the day. I like him now that he's out of the football. Like yeah. I, I really appreciate him now. But when he was there and he was sending them Pepto and like fucking with them and talking shit, <laughs> and then he'd go out and just dominate us. Fuck that guy. I hated him. When he brought his own gold jacket. This when they're sideline. dumping beer on him on the sidelines, I was like, fuck yeah, dump more. Like who was the one that put the cell phone in the in the field? At the end of the the field goal, and and called someone at the uh at, at the after he scored a touchdown. Joe Horn did the the cell phone. Was thing. it Joe Horn? Okay, many All years right. ago. Yeah, I'm just trying to think because each one of them had like their own. Because like, it was a, it was an old like, school. He he was it was New Orleans. Up, he yeah. flipped did the flip phone and he got yeah, fined for it. That's right. That was yeah. Joe Horn. Okay. Uh, Las Vegas shitty Raiders against the Jacksonville shitty Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> this is the prison game of the week. I think. <laughs> you know how much of a prison game it is? I didn't even fucking write it down. Oh really? <laughs> 
Yeah, it shows you it's it's such a bad game. Kyle's not even he's not even picking. He's conceding on this one. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville on this one, though. Oh, this is the game you're going to go opposite. Try to sneak I mean, the, the line is one and a half, which is damn near a wash. It's in Jacksonville. That's a hell of a trip for Vegas to move. They got to play at one o'clock, which for them is 10 o'clock in the morning. They suck. They just got embarrassed. Do they come out and show heart and dominate? Or does Jacksonville kind of get it together? Because Jacksonville's been competitive. They're not great, but they've been competitive. <sighs> Give me the Jags. I got to go with the, I got <laughs> It's a toss-up. I have to go with the home team. As much as I want to try to gain a game here, I am just I have no confidence in the in the Raiders. And as I said earlier, I the, if I pick them, they lose. And if I don't pick them, they win. So with Kyle picking Jacksonville, I can't pick them because then they're going to lose. And then was, I'm going to lose a game. I was wondering why it looked like my I have to be strategic. Oh, I love that. They are as their their season is as dead as John Madden. So uh. <laughs> actually John Madden has more life in him than that fucking Raiders team. John Madden could have scored a point last week and the Raiders are alive and they couldn't do it. RIP coach. RIP. That's two Madden shout outs in this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't get that anywhere else. You only get that at talking about balls. Seahawks and Cardinals, AF, uh, NFC West matchup. This is a tough one. Seahawks are looking legit. The Cardinals look like ass. Give me Seattle. <laughs> that's that's who I have circled. Do you really? I have Seattle circled. Give me the Seahawks here. I, right. just, I just, I don't know. I've, I've bet against Seattle too much this year. That's where I'm at. I'm at the point where they're five and three. They look like they're a legit team. The Cardinals are three and five. They look like shit. Um, I, I can't bet against the Seahawks until they give me a reason to, and I can't bet on the Cardinals until they give me a reason to. So for me, it's a perfect storm. I could easily see the Cardinals winning this game, but I'm not going to pick that because they've yet to show it. It's like when I, when I play roulette at a casino, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't care about like the numbers. I, I pick colors and odd, even shit like that. Yep. So for me, I look at the board and I'm like, okay, four black of hit. It's got to be red, right? And then I pick red. That's kind of my thought process. <laughs> and that's so why right they here, put, and that's why they put that stuff up on oh, the screen uh, they, they to they get you right to, in to get you. It's like, oh, and that's why right I now. have to pick the Seahawks here because I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Where it's like, well, they got to lose, right? Kingsbury should have been fired a long time ago, no yeah, question. Yeah, I can't, I can't horrible coach. I was car getting benched. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. Um, I don't know who's their backup. I honestly don't know. Is in a, it's a kid from the Browns last year that almost beat him. He went there. I don't know if they have another backup. I forgot his name. We played them in that one game, the Raiders. We had to do the COVID game. We had the Is kids Nate? start. Nate something? I don't remember, honestly. I don't, I don't, know. I don't remember. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Rams and Buccaneers, another weird game. Battle of last year's playoffs. Who the fuck are the Rams this year? Who the fuck are the Buccaneers? This is another game. <laughs> three and four against three and five. Two teams what that an cannot find their identity. Uh, oh, they have Jared Stidham. I forgot they had him. But who's the other kid? They had... If anybody could look it up, who is the who's their third string? Because I know it's the kid that was in. He started for us last year. That is one that Nate game, Milligan or Miller or something or, uh, something like that. I can't remember. Fuck. All right. Uh, this is Kyle's pick first here, though, for oh, Rams and Buccaneers. Yeah, give me the Rams in this one. I, I I hope to God they win. They should win. Um, but yeah, give me give me the give me the Rams here. They should. Nick Mullins. Was it Nick Mullins? Wasn't it? That started for us last year. Look that up really quick if you don't mind. Uh, According to ESPN, they don't have somebody past Statham. Give me the Bucks. Is is that a new thing? The uh, little the record scratch. Yeah. I like it. I like that. That's because I picked the Bucks. He was like, well, "Hold up!" Whoop, whoop. Did a little fucking 
Beastie Boys thing there. I love that. You're going Rams. I'm going Buccaneers. So we have another different game. Yeah, they're not even calling out the third string. I don't think they even have one right now. Okay, I thought maybe he's on the practice squad or something. I I, I thought they signed him. Um, maybe it was Mullins, yeah. But uh, yeah, so give me the Rams. You're taking a box. There's one difference right there. Two. Uh, I have... No. Oh, I didn't? No, we picked the same all the way up to this point. Oh, I thought you took the Cardinals. My bad. Okay, wow. I have it written down right. Okay. So yeah, there's our first difference. This is where I gain a game here. Um, Next up, we have a pretty easy one, I think, at least. Kansas City hosting the Titans. Kansas City's a, a 12 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm going to follow Vegas and stick with them. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs, right? Chiefs Titans? Yeah, yeah Chiefs Titans. Chiefs, yeah. KC for both of us. Monday Night Football. Interesting one. Nick Mullins is on the Vikings, by the way. Is he? Okay. Uh, next up, Monday Night Football, you have the Ravens going to New Orleans. New Orleans coming <laughs> off a 24 to nothing shutout over. The Raiders, who stink. The Ravens coming off a tough win. Their Mark Andrews is banged up. They got a lot of injuries. I think Rashad Bateman left the game. Uh, a lot of injuries on offense. Their offensive line sucks. They did acquire Roquan Smith, but again, it's his first game there. He's only been there for a few days. How acclimated with everybody is he going to be and with it with the playbook? New Orleans, on the other hand, has a really good defense. Do they find out a way to shut down Lamar Jackson and come away with this win? No. Give me the Ravens. I think the Ravens win this one. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Well, this is me making a pick with my heart because I want the Ravens to lose so fucking bad. So I really want to pick the Saints. But I can't do it. I've been very down on the Saints, and I'm pissed that they screwed me on that Raiders game. So give me the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) And and part of me hopes that me picking them is going to curse them to lose. That is a true JD JG tradition. Reverse psychology with my picks for Baltimore Ravens, who will never see this show, who will have no idea that I did this, but I'm in their fucking heads. Oh, Lamar watches the show all the time. Well, it's not like he's out there getting paid. He's got <laughs> nothing else to do. He's he's living on a budget right now until he gets a, gets a contract. Um, so you could gain one game this week, huh? All right. Yeah, I could gain one. I can live with that. Uh, that's picks for the week. Let's get to just the tip. Tips. Can you guess what kind of tip is going to be? I think you are going to do a Broadway musical. Am I in the ballpark? Nailed it. I fucking know Tim like the back of my hand. I actually now want to see you in a Broadway musical, Tim. So let's make that happen. (laughs) Well, this Broadway musical is going to be called Funny Business. Yes, it is. And yeah, okay. So it was Nick Mullins last. Sorry, I just looked it up. Is it? (laughs) He started for us last year. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not in the Raiders though. No, 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 I just looked up his name. I wanted to make sure I knew who it was. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, my bad. You're good. You're good. We always enjoy you guys talking about balls. Uh, so today I'm bringing another comedy show. Uh, this comedy show is put on by Redline Radio themselves. I was just going to say, who you who you blocking out? But never mind, you're over your own fit picture right now. I like I'm that. Own, I'm, over, I'm over my own. Set. Live action pictures. Not only does he do it when there's food involved, Tim is double dipping right now. He's got himself over himself. I like that. <laughs> Double the fun, baby. Um, not well. It's more like quadruple because I'm already double the fun. Um, He's biggie sized. <laughs> well, funny business for November 18th is gonna be at one of our wonderful sponsors, Lucy Seafood Steakhouse, um, and it is gonna be a great show. I am Chad is on this show as well as Ulysses Dickerson. They were on the last show I just did, but we also have GW Nail. He's silly. And Red Line's own Sean Boyd, who does just therapy every Monday from 7 to 9. Um, but it's also sponsored by 
Dynatech. So our sponsors are coming together to put one big show together. That's awesome. What makes this show even more amazing is I will be headlining. Oh, so you're going on last? Yes, I'm going on last. What? My man, what time do you think that'll be? Uh, well, it's it's not a black show, so we might start on time. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe it'd be a couple minutes late. I don't know how it's gonna work because we do have black comedians. That's true. They might they might run the light a little bit. You never know. <laughs> right. But uh, it will be hosted by our very own Dynamite Dave and Lex Vegas. Hell yeah. Um, so I think this will be an exciting show. Tickets are only 10 bucks. I got tickets myself if you want to buy some. Um, it's going to be, like I said, this is going to be a dope show. Um, it's a nice venue, good food, good drinks, good prices on drinks and food. Um, and the sound is actually pretty good for, you know, location. Some places don't have greatest sound as you know as as lucy's does and and it's a really good good really good spot so come out come out and enjoy us get to meet a lot of people from red line because i'm pretty sure a lot of people will be here um hopefully uh you guys will be here uh, so that's what i was gonna ask that's why i was asking when you were going because i forgot we told lee we'd be on his show for his birthday special so well luckily studio one's not far from lucy so i want to swing by that's why i'm trying to make sure i especially you i want to make sure i see your set especially so So i think we 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 can do so if i go to lee's show if we're i don't he hasn't told me anything i don't know what he's planning on doing but if we can get in into his show early because we're not on for the whole thing i think he's gotten he's gonna have a ton of people like doing different segments um so if we can do lee's and then i can leave lee's and uh the studio one and go right to lucy's i want to catch tim so that's my plan and uh since i work with Redline, I'm I I get in for free. Obviously, I'm on the list, Dave. Right. You know that. The Write list. that down now. So I'm the list. I'm coming. I'm strolling in at some point. Yeah, um, and and we might even show up on Lee's. You know, it is his birthday, so you know we would definitely like to you know show Lee some some love. His birthday is the next day. At least is the birthday episode. So you know, just come out and have a good time with us, guys. Hell yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a fun night to go do one show, then just drive over and watch the end of that show, get a beer or two. Oh, That's yeah. why I was hoping, like, I didn't know the lineup, but I was just going off the pictures. I was like, cool, is Tim opening? Because that'd be fucking perfect. I'll yeah. go to the, go watch Tim, and then I can get to Studio One for the show at 8. Well, if it's but it's flipped. Yeah. Now it's flipped, but then I can just do Money's Crazy Mind early. We'll go after the first hour. There we go. Boom. Okay, perfect. Lee's show, then we'll drive over and watch uh, watch uh, Tim kill it. Double dipping with Redline. Look at that. Double dipping is just the theme of the day. I should have named the episode the double dip. The double dip. <laughs> when you dip, I dip. We dip. Just don't put your hands up on my hip. Thank you. <laughs> Classic song. <laughs> Sorry, my tip of the week. So it's been a busy week for me. I haven't really done much of anything other than work. And that's pretty much it. I'm um, getting ready for Vegas next week. But I do remember that it was two weeks ago, Jess and I, my wife, lovely wife, we watched this animated movie called The pets the uh, super pets league of super pets has Dwayne the rock johnson and kevin hart in it um basically the storyline is the dog is the dog of superman and when he came from krypton to the to earth he also gained powers as well so he's a dog that can fly and then he basically rounds up these animals from adoption and turns them into super pets and it's just it's actually a really funny movie um, if you like animated movies, give it a watch. It's an hour and a half long, but I, I actually laughed at a couple parts. Um, the the twist is that eventually these animals start they get um adopted by um superheroes. But it's it's a good movie. I, I suggest watching it. It's funny. Uh Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart together are just funny anyways. What's uh, it on? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. So if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. I laughed at it. It's a good watch. Um, it's funny. So yeah, there's my suggestion and tip of the week. I will I'll check that out. I actually uh 
I have a hot take here, and this is going to probably Tim. Tim, get the boo button ready. I know you'll want to hit it on me, and I, I totally understand. <clears throat> I do not like Kevin Hart. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a record <laughs> scratch. Yeah, I needed. I need two of those. I uh, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan because, uh, a, first and foremost, I'm a diehard stand-up comedian fan, as is Tim. I don't know if maybe Tim doesn't know this or maybe he doesn't care. Totally your prerogative. Me, I take it very serious. Kevin Hart has been known to not write his own material. Uh, he's a terrific performer. Uh, don't get me wrong. When he whatever he he does, he's great. He gets laughs. But for me, what takes me out of loving his set is knowing he's not writing the material himself. And for me, that's a huge bugaboo with stand-up comedy. I I don't like that. So when I see him, like he's always selling out arenas and good for him. I just personally am like, I I I can't respect that. You got to write your own material to be a real stand-up comedian, in my opinion. Um, and, and as far I do as agree his, with that statement, though. And I as do. far as his movies, he's funny, but it's also like he's just every movie. There's like it's him being short. It's the same kind of jokes. Like I get it. Him in the Rock. It's always about how how much smaller he is in the Rock. Like I get it. The joke is done, guys. Got, Let's you, move on. You got to partner him with the right co co star. He can't carry a movie by himself. No, he can't. But um, I think him partner with the right movie, like him with Will Ferrell in uh, Get Hard, was fucking hilarious. So I like that movie, but I didn't love it. It wasn't one of my favorites. I thought those two were good together, but I, I agree that I think it was Will Ferrell's character wasn't good enough for a Will Ferrell movie, in my opinion, to carry the whole thing. Like Anchorman, that's a legendary character. Get Hard wasn't a legendary character for him. Unique, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, when he lights up the cigarette, he goes, "We're live right now." I don't believe you. That's my favorite fucking thing. I love that so much. Um, Jumanji was good too. Jumanji was good because that was that had a broader cast. But when it's like Kevin Hart and one other comedian or one other like funny actor, that's who they try to like force in a movie. It's to me, it just gets so redundant. Did you repetitive. watch? It, did you watch a new one with Mark Wahlberg and him? No, it's on, it's on Netflix. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, with the friends that the they go to that resort with like Burning it? Man. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I was going to see you watching. You didn't like it. I, it was fine. I mean, I it was okay. Again, I, I, just, I love Mark Wahlberg too. I think Kevin Hart was just the same exact character. Yeah, it's yeah. him being like this. Oh, I'm I'm the responsible dad, and all of a sudden, oh, my life's getting turned around. I don't know what to do. Like he just does that character <laughs> a lot. I don't know. I, I'm bored of it. Uh, this one I'll check it. out. Uh, he's hilarious when he's given a good script. I'll give him that. So with like the stand up, he performs it well. And with uh, I'm sure with an animated movie, him doing a voice, he's probably fantastic at it because yeah. he's a great voice actor. He's got a very unique sound. You'll laugh at it. Um, There's a couple funny parts. I'll watch it for like sure. That. But I just I want to give that hot take that I don't what? respect Kevin Hart as a comedian Such at all. Slightest take. bit because he's one of like people put him on a list of like one of the best comedians of all time. He doesn't write his own shit. I, that, he's an that's, entertainer. It, that's how I look at it, too. You give him a script. He's a fantastic performer. But stand up comedian should not be a label that he gets. Um, and now my tip. Sorry for the rant. Uh, Terrifier 2, the Halloween horror movie, I should say, not Halloween. Uh, Damien Leone's Terrifier 2. If you're not familiar with Terrifier, Art the Clown is a sadistic, crazy clown that stalks these women in the original one and just brutally kills people for basically no reason, which is why I love the first one. Second one <laughs> goes off script a little bit. This one has more of a plot, more of a story behind it. Uh, Art the Clown's still doing really fucked up shit. Uh, the movie's got really good special effects, good graphics, things like that, like really fun and disgusting at times. Um, but a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I watched an illegal stream. I'll admit it. I don't have an app to tell you guys to watch the movie on. I, I found a bootleg website and I watched it. Well, Terrifier 1's on something, I believe. Terrifier 1 is on Tubi. So I saw Terrifier 1 years ago. I think it was on Netflix when it first came out, like 2018 or whenever the hell. And I watched it, loved it. Hadn't watched it since. And then when Terrifier 2 came out, I was like, fuck it, I want to see that. So 
Uh, a couple weekends ago, my wife and I, we watched Terrifier 1. And then as soon as it ended, Terrifier 2. We went back to back so double feature. What's, Another I, double dip. Look double at that. Dip. Look and at that. a theme today. So what's the big difference between 2 and 1? Because I love 1. 1 was just twisted and weird as shit. But... Uh, so without ruining anything, I mean, not that you can really ruin yeah, a horror well, I mean, movie, you but get there, the point of this there is a plot. So you have Terrifier 1 where it's just, you've seen it, he just yeah. stalks these women and just starts killing anybody that comes into this factory or this yeah. warehouse, whatever. And then in Terrifier 2, there's a story behind it where it's a family whose dad was an artist and he they find he was drawing Art the Clown. The kid's like seeing Art the Clown visions. No one believes him that he's real. Um, cause I think it's, it's years after the event. So they all think that art, the clown's dead and gone. So, uh, cause at the end of the first one, spoiler alert, he ends up in the morgue. That's all I'll say. Whether you think he's dead or alive is up to you. Uh, so this new movie takes place after that. And it's like, Oh, art, the clown's dead. Don't worry about it. But this kid sees him and then him and his sister find their dad's sketchbook. He has drawings of art, the clown drawings of this like warrior looking thing. And there's like a, a magic sword and like there's history. It's fucking crazy. It, it goes way off of the first one. It's so different. But so an actual storyline. Some, somewhat. They tried. <laughs> they tried. Is it um, still shot kind of like low budget type like the first one was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, it was good, though. It was fun. It was just a fun movie to watch. Uh, Art the Clown, the, the kills and the, the gore and the blood. I love that shit. It's so entertaining to me. So check out Terrifier 2. I really liked it. And uh that's going to do it for talking about balls, ladies and gentlemen. With that being said, on behalf of everybody here, you make a copy of a copy of a copy, you get that. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you later.